Hello, Martino. What up? Get on my skateboard, son. <laughs> Let's go for a ride. <laughs> I brought the popcorn. Let's go for a ride. <coughs> Dan, what is happening with you, Martino? Welcome to the Ooh. Dream Legion podcast. Man, I got to tell you, dude, we're slacking. Tell me. Okay? We're slacking. Not only are we slacking, not only are we slacking, I was listening to the Bright Side Comics chat. Yeah, that's a good podcast. It's it's almost like a PG-13 version of the show now. John's over there getting wasted. PG-13, did you hear the drunk episode? That was great. That's what I'm talking about. I'm shocked there wasn't more editing. I am as well. Because we would have had our sailor's mouth going off if we were that Listen, drunk. I don't drink anymore, so I need you to get wasted for the next episode. Okay? Hey, maybe during uh, one of the special episodes I will. Oh, oh, this might be a special episode. Is this 265? Well, I mean, I'm 275? Talking, I'm talking like 300. Oh, 300. That's coming up. Yeah. I'll have to start pumping some iron, taking off my shirt, wearing a loincloth, you know. Do my 300. Oh, Jesus. Do yeah, my I need 300 to look real bit. quick. Oh my God, Nick Wetmore. This, Martin Frick. This, this is episode 275. Heck yeah. Cause uh, people don't know this, but I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. We recorded an episode yeah. like three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And I almost still four. haven't put it out. Yeah, it's almost oh. four. That's right. I know. Slacking. Slacking. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. I'm a busy bee. You know what I mean? Hey, have, have I reached out and nudged it at all? Come on. It'll, nope. co- it'll come out. It'll come out when it comes out. That's right. You damn right. That's right. Who knows? You know what we might be doing? We might be just dropping two episodes both at the same time. Who knows? We might. Of, As a matter of fact, of course, we are. Of course we could, <laughs> we could schedule it. Of course we could schedule it. That's very easy to do. But yes, why do that? Why would we do that? That's true. That's true. Nick, we have so much to talk about. In fact, there's so much to talk about. I don't remember any of it. Um, oh, no. Let me let me tell you a story, though. So yes. the last time we talked, I told you I was going to get a new microphone. Yes. I purchased a new microphone. Ooh. I Is it a sure using, microphone? I am not using that microphone. What? That's right. I took it back. Oh, no. Why? I I did. Um, I don't, so apparently, look, listen, I don't want to bore people with technical details, okay? It's been a month, but I will say this. I bought a, I bought a fancy Yeti, not just like a regular Yeti, but a fancy Yeti. And, uh, and I bought like a fancy, like, arm to go with this Yeti, okay? Um, Why are you putting, why are you putting a big, huge cooler on, on an arm, a microphone arm? Well, you know, so it's out of the way. Isn't that a Yeti? Yeah, yeah, filled with water. Keeps right. your ice in a cup for days and days on end. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, that's the original telephone. You, uh, you hooked up two Yetis to, uh, to a string and you talk into mm. it. <laughs> See, the, the kids don't know about that. Okay. But we're here to inform the children. Okay. Yes. Uh, they're too busy watching YouTube. Correct. Yes. So anyway, so I bought this Yeti, right? And it was yeah. really nice. It was like a Yeti X blackout series. It was nice. Um, I, I tested it. I did some, some recording. I, I tweaked the settings. It sounded beautiful. Ooh. Okay. 
And so I'm like, great, I found the microphone. So the next day, I go and buy the arm, okay? Uh, I got the fancy arm because it's got like a little channel that you can hide the wire in it, right? So you don't have wires like all around the arm. Ooh, you're living. And I was like, sweet. Yeah, I said, yeah. sweet, right? Now, I did put like a few hundred bucks in this, right? Because my mm-hmm. idea was to get a shore, right? Uh, but the thing is, if I get a shore and I get like all the crap that goes with it, I'm spending like seven, eight hundred bucks, right? Yeah. So I'm right. like, well, let me see, let me see if I can get, you know, better quality, but spend a little less money. You know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. I'm not a, I'm not a crypto millionaire yet. You know what I mean? I'm working on it, but I'm not sure. there yet. I haven't right. sold all of my NFTs. Right. So, so, uh, so I'm playing around. It sounds great. Okay. I've got, I've got the settings tweaked, the distance from the mic, all this crap, blah, blah, blah. All right. So I, I do some test recordings by myself. Sounds beautiful. Okay. Mm. The next day, a buddy of mine that does a podcast, he said he's having a chi- uh, kid, right? So he says, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm having my kids do like this week. So I'm trying to bank episodes for my podcast. Can you guest with me? I said, sure. So we, we get on there and, uh, we do a little, you know, a little pre-gaming before the show, right? As, as, nice. as people do usually, mm-hmm. unless you're mm-hmm. the nerd legion. Cause you know, the episode itself is the pregame. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we keep talking afterwards, but don't record it, right? That's when the gold comes in. People don't know this because yeah. I don't record it, but yeah, that's okay. That's an error. And you know, tell, tell my producer, okay? Put it right. in the show notes. So, uh, so we're, we're doing our pregame chat and he, he does, he does YouTube, right? So we're doing video and Ooh. there's like, there's like, uh, like a, a quarter second delay mm. between my video and my audio. So it's like a zoom call. Sure. I don't know what that is. You know is. how there's a you know how there's like a little like weird uh delay to a Zoom call. Listen, I, I don't know, okay? I, I use two Yetis in a in a string to to talk to people. Okay. Okay. I don't know what a Zoom is. Okay. This is how for anyone that doesn't know, this is how we're chatting right now. Okay. The last time I went to C2E2, I, I bought a very long string. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh and so that's how we chat for these these nerdy legion calls. Okay. So uh so anyways. So this is like this this delay and there's no settings anywhere on Skype to like change audio delays. There's no oh. settings anywhere on this Yeti or the software for the Yeti. Um so I I unplugged my Yeti and I switched back to my my Mac microphone and the problem went away. Weird. So the next day I went back to the place that I purchased it from and returned it. Sure. So that's my Can't blame you there. I mean, can't seriously. blame you there. Now, I have don't know. If, tried I don't know if it's a another, Mac problem or what. Have you tried another version of a microphone just to see if it, maybe it was a Yeti problem? No, you know, I was just I was so disillusioned by this experience. That's that all it took. F it. That's all it took. Boy, listen, I thought you'd be drilling listen. down trying to get to the bottom of this. Listen, this is how it goes. Okay, back in the day, I used to have a ton of time. Right, I used to build things from scratch with my bare hands. I remember okay. those days. I built my PCs, all that stuff. Nowadays, yeah. I don't have that time. You know what I mean? I'll buy a MacBook because I just hit the button and go, right? I don't have time to be tweaking settings and crap. I just you want can't stuff put on your, your heart-to-heart investigation hat and get to the bottom of it? No. I mean, I could. Wow. But is that is that worth my time? I don't know. You well, used to love investigative you. work. You were, I mean, I still Beretta, do... you were the Beretta of uh, the Nerdy Legion podcast network. You know that. Listen, I'm still the Beretta. However, there's certain things that are just not worth investigating. True. That's true. Time mm-hmm. is a very valuable asset. 
Here, matter of fact, here we go. I'll pull my Verita investigation. I, oh. when this happened and I unplugged my mic the next day before I took this thing back, I went online. Okay. And I searched and one of the first results was something with the MacBook Pro, the M1 MacBooks. Okay. Oh, and I ain't got time for that. That's right. So I didn't even, I didn't even read the whole thread. I said, all right, cool. Return. Sure. 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 I didn't even have my receipt. Listen, I didn't even have my receipt. No. Okay. I don't even have my receipt. So I sign, I go to Best Buy. Take that away. I was going to say, well, you know, of course, the, the, did the geek squad take care of you? I mean, they took care of me. Here's what happened. So I drive to the Best Buy. I get off work. I go to the Best Buy, right? Because it's like halfway between work and my house. So I stop by there and I pull up and I open my glove box to look for the receipt. The receipt's not in there, right? Uh The receipt for the arm is there, but not for the mic. So I look at my center console. Can't find it in there. I say, well, Uh that's weird. I don't put anything anywhere else. Cause you know mm-hmm. me, I'm a, I'm a simple man, simple man. I don't like to keep stuff. So, uh, if I, if I need to keep a receipt, that's where they're going to go. So mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. have it. So I go on the Best Buy website and I sign into my account and you know, like it has your hit, your purchases there, your history. And yeah. so, uh, I don't know, sometime between the last time I used it, like, you know, 30 years ago and now, um, they've added like a return option on the, on the thing. So I said, perfect. So I just hit like return to store on the website. Nice. And I get there and I give her the product and she says, do you have the receipt? And I said, no. She says, well, I can't return it without a receipt. What? I said, well, I don't need a receipt. I went on the website, punched in my phone number and hit return to store. So then I had to sign into the stupid thing at the store so that she could pull up the account. And she's like, okay. What did it generate? Like a QR code that she had to scan? What happened? Hell if I know. Because I know it's like, it, isn't it with like Target, you can go in there and all you have to do is present your credit card or is that their credit card and you don't need I a don't receipt. Have... They just instantly like scan it and like, yep, that's the card. Okay. Thank you. No, I don't have to do anything because my, my, my card is like on file, I guess. Right. Okay. So, uh, so when I signed into my account and she pulled up the history and I guess saw the return on there, uh, then it just processed the credit back into my card. Hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you don't have an Apple card, you should get one because this woman says, uh, okay, I process your return uh, because it's on a credit card. It'll be five business days. Mm. It did not take five business days. I said, okay, no problem. I walk out of the store and my phone dings. Bing. You have a credit from Best Buy. So if you want instant credit credit, Apple card, not a sponsor. Hmm. Interesting. Very. I love it though. Everywhere I go, I guess like not enough people have these. Like if when I go, uh, like if I go to McDonald's in the morning to get my coffee and Mm -hmm. I give them my card, like usually it's the same girl, so she knows. But like once in a while, I'll get a new person and they're shocked by how heavy this card is. (laughs) You don't just pull out your phone and and use Apple Pay. They don't have the thingy outside. Oh, they don't? No, they did during COVID. I guess COVID's over. I know with our drive through, they take the, like the card scanner and they it's like they jerk it all the way out to scan your card. Yeah, like they, they used they to have one weird contraption out outside and then like they scan. Oh, no. A little Apple Pay thing. No. So mine used to have a card reader outside the window. Mm. So you can just do your tap or use your card. Right. So they don't have to touch your card. Sure. sure. You were in, you were infectious. Right. You had the zombie virus. Right. Um. But I guess I guess COVID's over. They don't have it there anymore. You have to do like an animal and live in 1980 and hand them your credit card. 
I think next time I go to McDonald's, I'm going to write him a check. <laughs> hey, do you – okay, so I'm I'm guessing when you go to McDonald's, you go through the drive-thru. Yes. Uh, have they been asking you, are you using the McDonald's app? Do they do that before, like, you even place an order? So they did for, like, two weeks, and they just quit asking. Okay, because I, I don't do the McDonald's app. I'm I'm guessing it's, like, you know, any other, like, rewards app. But my guess is the interface, the reason they ask you, like, you go to Panera, and Panera will take your order, and then at the end, what's your phone number? So obviously, oh. they can key it in then. My guess is yes. when McDonald's made their app or whatever, their interface, the first thing you do is type in the phone number or the card number, whatever it is. Uh, but since I don't do that, like I never have. But to like, good morning, welcome to McDonald's. Are you going to be using the McDonald's app? It's like I'm ready to like, I'll have a filet. Uh, no, I'm not going to use that stupid thing. Like I'll have a filet of it, blah, 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 whatever it is. Yes. But it always like trips me up. And I'm sure they're doing, because I haven't heard it lately. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're doing exactly what, what happened to you. Like they just, all of a sudden they're like, ah, let's just stop that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Hey, do me a favor. Entertain the people for a second. I forgot my tea. Okay, your hang on tea. a second. All right. Yeah, I gotta, what... I gotta have my tea. When you're back, tell me about uh, what tea it is. All right. All right, people. Hello, Legionnaires. Since Martino's gone, I will be giving you an update of my little reading habits lately. Uh, I because everyone suggested it. I jumped into, uh, what the hell was it? Something is killing the children. And I read the first two trades very quickly. Uh, pretty damn awesome story. Loving it. Looking forward to the offshoot title that I think came out this week. But I'm looking forward to catching up and then reading the offshoot. That's very exciting. But I read that for Spooky since we're coming up to Halloween-y. So, you know, uh, I haven't read that yet. You haven't read you haven't read Something's Killing the Children? No. Well, I know you're listen. taking a hiatus from comics. I get it. Listen, uh here, here's what had happened. Okay? Happened? All all anybody goddamn talks about is something's killing the children. Agreed completely. And you know, I used to be a hipster. Yes. Today I'm an anti hipster. Ooh. So if I miss out on something, I just don't fucking mm-hmm. read it until nobody's talking about it anymore. I get it. I understand that. I was that way with Lock and Key. And then all of a sudden I read the first three, four volumes and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, I see the mm-hmm. hype. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And since it's brand new, well, not brand new, but since I'm reading the very beginning of Something is Killing the Children, starting off with, you know, issue one, guess what? Tinian hasn't run out of story ideas just yet. Mm, so it, it's still pretty damn fresh because, I mean, we've talked about it. There's plenty of writers out there that you can tell as soon as they run out of like, here's my big, this is all the arcs that I that I talked about uh, to get this uh, title greenlit. Here's all the arcs. And then by like the fourth or fifth volume of the series, when it's really like chugging along, you can just sort of tell like, Ooh, they ran out of ideas. You hope uh, they don't, but they just sort yes. of plump like right off the cliff face. This hasn't wah, done that wah. yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Except so, I was uh, worried because everyone says it's horror. So I reached out to people on the socials and 
like Gundy knows me pretty well. He knows like what I can handle, what I can't like. I can handle Clive Barker comic books. I can handle like I can handle plenty of stuff. There's just some things that are like blatant horror or zombie stuff that I just I tune out. I just have no interest in. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. He He's like, you like Hellblazer. You like Hellraiser. You like, you know, it. and it was definitely like he was making it feel more like, no, this is sort of like lock and key. Yes, it's sort of horror-y, but there's a lot of stuff going on that isn't just gross for gross out stuff. Mm. And sure enough, it was really suspenseful. It was really like edge of the seat reading. I didn't want to put it down. But at really no time was I like, this is just over the top grossness. Like it would, mm. it just all totally made sense. It was all like really good pacing. It was, it was very, very smart writing and the art's beautiful. So yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. And, and it definitely was one of those like, Ooh, that was a good way to kick off Halloweeny reading. <laughs> like, uh, Ooh, that just got me going. Let's do this. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I do want to get, uh, I don't know if it's out or not. There's like a, like a hardcover deluxe. Ooh. Yeah. Is that collecting like more than one trade type of thing? So it's like a compendium? Yeah, it's 15 issues. Oh, nice. Very so it's nice. It's like what, three trades? Yeah, it's, I, I will say it's the typical, this felt like, remember when Image was doing those like, we're the first, tr- all of our first trades are going to be four issues each, mm-hmm. but they're going to be really, really cheap. Yes, exactly. Which is a great price point to get people pulled in. I get it. But I don't know. Honestly, I don't recall how many issues are in Something's Killing the Children. But at the end of every trade, I was like, God, I wish there was two more issues. Like, Mm. it didn't feel like there was it didn't feel padded at all, which is pretty easy. Like all these modern trades, it seems like, did anything even happen in these trades? And they're over, like, because <laughs> they're so stretched out, you know, so decompressed. So I looked it up. It's five issues per volume. Yeah, it didn't. It, honestly, it feels like three issues. Like, I, I wish it would go on for two more issues. Interesting. Yeah, really, really well paced. Very, very clever. So I'm assuming you're reading the trade on Comixology. I'm reading the trade on Hoopla. Ah, very good. Smart. Yes, yes. Smart. Which is great because a lot of like Valiant, I can read if an issue comes out this Wednesday, I can read it on Hoopla. So I can be really, really up on it because they have individual issues instead of just the traits. Wow, really that quick? Yeah, but you only get wow. four. You only get to check out like four things a month. Oh, that's right. That's right. But still, dude, I, like for me, I I thoroughly enjoy like keeping up on. Some of the like single issues, I'll just be like, "Ooh, there's a new whatever the hell it is." Like, all right, I'll grab that. Hmm. Yeah, it's really hmm. good, really fun. Very really interesting. Because uh, I'm I, reading uh, uh, Basilisk. Ba- oh Basilisk? yeah, that's good, Basilisk. Yep. Yeah, I'm reading those in individual in the individual uh, issues through Hoopla. Interesting. Which is really good too. But a lot of people are like, "This is horror," and I'm like, "It's not really horror." It's not horror. It's as horror-y as, I guess, Hellblazer, but just because Satan is in Hellblazer doesn't make it horror. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and that's the type of stuff I like. No, that's good. That's yeah, good. Really- I, have, I have not done Hoopla yet, but uh, Heather does. Nice. She does. 
Yeah, they have some good stuff on on it, even if you're just looking for like movies or audiobooks. Hey, Listen, you know what? Like I have I so say, much to watch. I don't need more stuff to watch. Like I say about um, anything referring to the library, that's your tax dollars. You should you mm. should be using it, whether it's hoopla or going and like getting CDs or you know whatever you want to do. Like go use it. It's your it's your tax dollars. Did you say CDs? I did. I'm trying to Shame think of you. like material goods that a library might have other than books. Can I go get my A tracks from the library? You can go get microfiche. Ooh, microfiche. That's a a lost skill. <laughs> I always like the sound of it when you're going from like gigantic page all the way to like the other end. That, I love like, it. Mm, I that, love it. Yeah, that was great. I love it. They should have uh they should teach microfiche class in school still. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you though, Zoe was very upset. So uh, hmm. uh this was what day was this? This was Saturday after her oh, game. Okay. Uh af- after so after practice, she likes to get Chick-fil-A. Oh. Af- after her games, she likes to go to Panera. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. After practice, Chick-fil-A. Yes. Game games is Panera. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yes. So so she had her game, then we went to Panera and mm-hmm. we're talking. And she nice. starts telling me that she got a um, a cursive writing book from the library mm-hmm. because she wants to learn cursive. And they don't teach them cursive. Right. Correct. So we had like a 30-hour con- or a 30-minute conversation about cursive. Hmm. Yes. And she was very upset that they don't teach it in school. So that's why she's learning it. That's awesome. How is yes. her handwriting since it's only printing? Way better than mine. I was going to, I would think that every kid's handwriting would look pretty good because that's 100% of when they have to write something instead of 50% cursive, 50% printing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way better than mine. Yeah. Uh, and I, to, and I told Mine used that. to be cat scratch until I figured out I should just make it more blocky so it's, you know, elig- legible. And sure mm. enough, my handwriting's pretty nice now. My, uh, l- listen. I can't remember the last time I like wrote something. Hmm. Um, cause like, you know, all right. So you used to write like everything, right? Like you would write letters, you write notes, you write stickies. For sure. Like you leave people notes. Yep. Now I don't need to do that, right? Like if I leave, if I, if my wife is still sleeping and I need to go somewhere, I don't leave a note on the fridge, right? No. I send her a text. Right. Um, and so back then, I think the last time I probably left one of these notes had to be like 15 years ago, right? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very out of practice with my handwriting. Um, but, but even back then, like my print was always shit, right? Because the emphasis, the emphasis was always on cursive, not on mm-hmm. print. Mm-hmm. And so when you write, when you write cursive, you learn to write fast and print is so slow. Oh, yeah. Right, like if if you're typing, it's fast, but if you get to write it, it takes forever. So, uh, you know, there's the old the old joke about doctors' handwritings looking like garbage. Uh, listen, doctors' handwriting look like freaking printed books compared to my my cursive. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, like there there are times where even I might have some hard time understanding what it says. Um, at least when I first started doing it, cause like some of the letters aren't even letters. You know what I mean? They're just like bumps. Yeah. You should but try I... to print out like 
write your dad a card and just try to print it. And I'm telling mm. you, once you fill up like even half of the card, by the time you get to writing up the addresses, your your hand's going to cramp up. Because <laughs> I just did, I sent my mom a card, like a handwritten card. Yeah. And my hand was exhausted by the time I wrote like the end bit with the addresses. It's like, Jesus, because you never use those muscles, really. The, the closest thing I come to is using a joystick. And even that mm. isn't really the same muscles that you would, you know, writing. Yes. Very strange. Very strange indeed. But we're just going to evolve out and like, well, we used to really use our, our pinkies when, while writing. And we haven't done that for generations. And then all of a sudden, like our pinkies will just evolve off of our hand. It'll just be gone. I mean, I use my pinky when I type. But you know what I'm saying? Like something like yeah. I, I just wonder, like, will evolution just be like, you don't need that anymore. We can. Yeah, of course. Be. Then we're going to we're going to evolve giant heads and uh, and black bulging eyes with no irises. Sweet and, tails. And lose. Yeah, sweet tails. We'll lose all our body hair. We'll, nice. we'll fly around in flying saucers. It'd be beautiful. Oh, that'd be so good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, that's my segue into a little movie that I watched. Buddy, we, uh-huh. we we are not going to get into movies because I have questions to ask. You. Oh, oh, wait, wait! I forgot to tell you. Uh, breakfast Irish tea. Oh, that's so good. It's the best. Like English breakfast, pretty damn good. You can pretty good. And and you know, I'm an Orange Pico guy myself. Yes. But when I discovered English breakfast, I'm like, damn! Just because it says breakfast doesn't mean I can't make that into iced tea. And sure as shit, <laughs> that's some good iced tea. Uh huh. Uh huh. But then, when you discover Irish breakfast, mm-hmm. hell, hell yeah, it's even better and smoother. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so so I don't do it anymore. But I used to like a little bit of milk in my tea. Okay. Oh. Uh, not a lot, just a little bit. Are you a vegan now? No. Or you just don't like milk in your tea anymore? I just uh, so there's I've I've lost the taste for certain things. Uh, one is milk. Uh, and the other one is chicken. What? Yeah, like I just, I have such a hard, like Chick-fil-A chicken, I'm in. Uh, most other chicken, I just, I don't like the texture. That like muscly, stringy texture. Have you had the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I have not. It, it's it's the Cadillac for a reason, my friend. Is it? I don't know it's it was a, the Cadillac. Oh, it is. Me. Oh, oh, God, yeah. It's been, <laughs> trust me, just type in like, best chicken sandwiches and you'll get like 50 responses and it's always Popeye's at the top. I want to tell you that you just dated us by calling a Popeye sandwich, the Cadillac of chicken. Uh, Cause I don't even know if Cadillac makes cars anymore, but continue. It's the Tesla of chicken sandwiches. How about that? Ah, uh, okay. It's the, listen, I'm in crypto. It's the, it's the Lamborghini. Blade. It's the Lamborghini of, of Popeye's of chicken sandwiches. It's the snow speeder of chicken sandwiches. Ah, very good. Very good. Yes. Where is it? Give Where that is it? a try. It's, you know what? Do this for me. After the soccer game, you, you take her, or after the next soccer practice, take the daughter to Popeye's. Do me a oh. favor. Just try that out. Because Popeye's, okay. they, have better, they have better sides than Chick-fil-A. If you go to I'll Chick-fil-A for breakfast... No comparison. Chick-fil-A breakfast, that is the Cadillac of breakfast. Mm, those chicken minis. 
Those are good. Oh, the chicken biscuits? Oh, forget about it. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Um, but Popeye's, better sides. You'll enjoy those. But I'm telling you, it's a thick boy. And it's mm. like panko breading. So it's really Ooh. light and crispy. Thick. How thick? How many C's in thick? Oh, dude. It's like three C's and two K's. Oh, my goodness. Boy. That's it's thick. Re- honest to God, it's it's like an inch thick. It's And it's a real Ooh. chicken breast, which is nice. An inch? Is it an angry inch? It's like a natural chicken breast. It's not like... A big pumped up hormone chicken breast. I don't know. Maybe they do pump them up full of, but it's better than Chick fil A. That's all I know. Mm. And it made Kentucky Fried Chicken to reevaluate their poor substitute chicken sandwich. And now, if you look at, at the average, because they've come hard with the, their new and improved chicken sandwich, if you look at KFC, the new chicken sandwich, it looks suspiciously like a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And same with this- McDonald's. McDonald's this chicken like, sandwich looks just yeah. like Popeye's now. So I, let me ask you, is this one of those things? Is this like like cars, right? We're like, uh, I, I don't know what, what came out. All right. I think the first one would have been like the, the Acura MDX, right? Like the first one of the first crossovers comes out, right? The Acura MDX. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, ooh, it's beautiful. The Acura MDX. And, and everyone's buying the Acura MDX. And other people are saying, man, this Acura MDX is a hot seller. We need to make our own, right? So they make like the, the, the Ford FTX, right? And, uh, and now every car looks the same. You mean Nirvana comes out, hits it big. Every other mm. record label goes, Hey, 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 we need, we, you know, what's big right now? Grunge. We need our Nirvana. And then here comes Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, I thought you were going to say Pearl Jam. Then I was going to hang up on you. That's true too. Oh. That's very true. Ugh, we're not friends anymore. I'm telling you, you can you can see it a mile away. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers gets big. Oh, look! Then here comes uh, white dudes rapping with heavy guitars and funky bass <laughs> coming. Are you making fun of Limp Biscuit? Is that what's going on right now? Oh, dude, you know I don't make fun of Limp Biscuit. I have my I have my red baseball cap turned backwards. You know that. <laughs> you know that. Hey, can I uh, give, can I give you a little rundown? Remember, I had I had a couple questions for you that we never got to last. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, last yeah. Last Legion. Can I can I give them to you? Yes, give them to me. And this is I, I'll said. start with my music ones. First off, have you watched on Hulu? And I know you have Hulu. Um, have you watched McCartney Three Two One? No. Is that even on your radar? Never heard of it. Is it Paul McCartney? Yes, it's a multi-part series that Rick Rubin is interviewing Paul McCartney about his history. Not just with the Beatles, just Paul McCartney. You just blew my mind. Continue. Dude, it's fascinating. Fascinating watching because who loves music more than Rick Rubin? Answer, very few people. So he gets into the minutiae, the nitty-gritty. He'll actually have Paul McCartney play a lick of a Beatles song or a wing song or a solo song. And he'll break down that lick. And what was the inspiration for it? How did you come about it? What were you listening to before you got to this point? It's entertaining, fascinating, great stories. You'll fall in love with both of the dudes. Like I said, it's multi-part, but the time just flies by. Highly, highly recommend it. Put it in your queue. Mm. But this leads me to my question. You know, growing up, there was always a this and that when it comes to music. 
Mm, you are yes. either in the camp for the Beatles, <laughs> fuck Rolling Stones, or That's right. I love Rolling Stones, F the Beatles, overhyped, or I'm in the camp of the Beach Boys, screw the Beatles, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. In high school, before Joshua Tree hit, you were in the camp of, and it was a very much a this or that. I found that you were either in the camp of you 2 or Simple Minds. Mm. Now, let me walk this through. through because, like I said, this is before Joshua Tree, which I get Joshua Tree. Everybody get if you're going to get into U2, you're going to get into U2 with Joshua Tree. You couldn't avoid it. They, they were a yes. steamrolling engine. Yes. But before that, they had Unforgettable Fire. That came out. Huge accolades. I love Brian Eno. Don't get me wrong. Great album. But Simple Minds... They had the song from The Breakfast Club, and they came out <laughs> once upon a time. Buddy, I fell in. The horse I picked at that time was Simple Minds. I switched over to U2. After that, I was still always in the Simple Minds camp. I put them in my back pocket. At this point, I would say at this point now, after hearing some of the latest probably eight years worth of U2 albums, I think I chose the right horse. They might not have been as big of a horse, but I think you can listen to Simple Mind stuff now, and it certainly doesn't seem as dated. It certainly doesn't seem as pretentious, and they actually have good lyrics, catchy music. They're not repeating themselves as much, and guess what? Jim Kerr, the lead singer, he's married to Chrissy Hines from The Pretenders. So really, Oh, I didn't know that. Who won that race? <laughs> I would I would I would opt to say Simple Minds won that. But does Simple Minds have product red stuff? Mm. <laughs> but mm. does Simple Minds when you purchase any iPhone at the time forces a U2 album to be put on every phone whether you want it or not. And to get that said album off of your iPhone at the time, you had to bring it into the smart bar or sit on the line with a customer service person to force them. They did everything to try to keep you to keep that album on your phone. And you had to demand that they take that off. You couldn't just go on and X out of all of the songs and it'd be removed from your iPhone. I don't mm-hmm. know if you were, I know you weren't an iPhone person at the time, but that is some bullshit. And if you go back to that U2 album, that's the only reason that album sold. It never sold. That's right. It sold because it was stuck on that stupid Apple phone. So fuck U2. (laughs) I rest my case, Your Honor. Simple Minds. Now. Simple Minds. I agree. By the way, I agree. Continue. Okay, good. Uh, And the reason I didn't make that a threesome camp because the only other group, because honestly, back in the day, you were in one of the camps or the other. If you liked either of the groups, you were in one or the other. You weren't in both. You were in one or the other. But the third leg of that trilogy right there would be Echo and the Bunnymen. And Echo and the Bunnymen mm. will trump both of those groups still, still <laughs> moving forward. So that's not right. You can't you can't throw that in. No, no, no. Not a, not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That, that's like comparing any other soul group to Otis Redding. Like, no, no, yeah. no. Or any jazz saxophone to, like, John Coltrane. You can't do that. 
You can't. If you want to have an argument about jazz saxophone and Legionnaires, I welcome it all the time. At Nick Wetmore, Twitter, <laughs> let's go. But you have to remove John Coltrane. You have to. You have to put him on the side and like, all right, now let's talk jazz saxophone. Okay, let's go. Um, okay. <laughs> Question for you. Uh-huh. If your hand was removed, you, you tell me if I've already asked this. I don't think I did. Which hand? Uh, your non-dominant hand. Okay, good. Continue. If your hand was removed and you had to replace it, mm. would you replace it with a hook, a steel mechanical hand, scissor hands, or would you just <gasps> leave the stump? Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I would definitely you're not a replace superhero. it. You're not a you're yeah, not yeah, in yeah. a superhero universe. You're a, you're just you're in a normal universe day to day life. A hook, a steel mechanical hand that works perfectly, but it isn't a T two hand. It works mm. perfectly like one of those children's toys that you sort of grab a hold of and you can like make it move, but it's not quick and it's not fluid. It's a little like clunky because that would be the obvious choice as a mechanical hand or okay. or a scissor hand or a stump. Okay, uh, so n- it would not be a stump because mm. my assumption is whatever I decide isn't like merged onto my stump, right? Like I can take it on and off, mm. right? But you so can't if use I need, the stump. Well, but like if I need to knock somebody out, I can just pull off whatever I choose and knock them on the jaw with my stump. No, it's fused. Oh, it is fused. A hook. I see. Yeah, any of those are fused or literally nothing, just the stump. I see. Okay. Okay. But we don't uh, have to and, worry about rust or anything like that. Sure. So it would it would not be scissors. Um, not because I don't like Edward Scissorhands. It's a great movie. In fact, I like it better now than I did when I watched it like back in the day. Um, but it's just scissors are not very convenient. Like I can't grasp stuff with it. Right. Like I can I can trim the bushes. Right. I can cut the hedge. Uh, I can maybe stab some people. Um, I would be terrible at rock, paper, scissors because I would always be picking scissors. So it would not be scissors. Now comes the tough part though. On this hook, is this just like a Captain Hook hook or is this like a fancy modern like double hook that I can like grab stuff with it? Uh oh, did I lose you? You're a mute. No, I'm there. You go. Okay. Yeah, you were a mute. Sorry. Can I? So, so is this a single hook or is it like a fancy modern double hook that I can like grab stuff with it? No, it's a captain hook. A you captain can, hook. Yeah, you can puncture things with it and like stab things with it. Mm, I see. Huh. And a mechanical hand is not like a T2 hand, but like it, 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 it like it does stuff. It's a hand. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with the hook. I think I'd go with the hook too. Yeah, I'm going to go with the hook. Uh, I think it's the most, uh, flexible option. That's probably why the pirates chose it. Cause you can stab people with it. You can grasp people with it. If like you're in the high seas and your wench is running away, you can like hook her and bring her back to you. True. Um, is, is, wait, is that acceptable? Is that, is that like politically correct? I don't know anymore. Everyone's very sensitive <laughs> nowadays. I don't know. I'll let them cancel you, even though you're not on social. So who the hell knows when you'll be yeah, canceled who cares? or how. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, the hand. I think the hand would be the best. I agree. I agree. I concur. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. And you'd I look like pretty sweet. You'd look pretty sweet with a shiny hook. I agree. 
I agree, especially if I get some like nice polishing compound. Yeah. Get my little uh, sharpening stone. You know what I mean? A little grinding wheel. And I'm not saying that you couldn't swap out the hook too. You could have like a big fancy hook. You know, it, it, it oh, could a look pretty hook sweet. Or a little hook. Yeah. You can have like a double depending hook. depending on your mood. A right. trident hook. Oh, I like this. Oh. This is oh, way I better. I like that. Yeah. Can it have like a All grappling right. hook? Wait no, a second. That's, that's too cool. Hey, I, 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 I. <laughs> that would be too cool. Listen, if I can swap it out for any hook, when I need to climb tall buildings and cannot do it in a single bound, I will put on my grappling hook. You'd be like, I'm finally living out my bionic commando fantasy. Yes, 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 yes. Here I go. Here I go. Yes. Okay, and we're we're coming pretty close to the to the end of this. Uh, one other. This is just sort of a you pick them. Okay. Sure. This is a Marvel Comics. You pick them. Ooh. All right. Yes. Subject: Best Love Triangle. Spider Man, Black Cat, Mary Jane, Mister Fantastic, Sue Storm, Namor, Captain mm. America, Sharon Carter, Peggy Carter. Hmm. Hmm. The reason I'm bringing this up. I just read a Marvel Masterworks Captain America, and they discovered Peggy. They brought Peggy back in to the book way back in the day. And, of course, she ages, and, you know, Sharon and her, that that weird dynamic. And uh, Cap just started to date Sharon and and wasn't saying anything about it to Peggy. So there was a real weird dynamic there not that peggy wanted to get back together with captain america because he was so much younger than her but they were like sharon and steve what they were hiding their relationship from her and i was like this is a really like it was in the 70s i think was when these issues were written and i'm like this is a real like cool modern take even now thinking about it i was like dang who came up with this i'm like this is really really clever because <laughs> there were so many awkward scenes of like all three of them in the same room yeah all right i'm gonna go you know what he, i'm gonna all right look i'm gonna go with cap and the carters and i'm gonna tell you why okay Ooh. there's something oddly daytime soap opera about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for some reason that's just really intriguing to me because comic books, in essence, are soap operas for little boys. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to go with. Cap and Peggy Carter. And, and the Carters. I thought and you I would wish... be leaning with Sue and Namor just because Namor doesn't give a crap if Reed's in the room. Like, dude, I'm going to be flirting with this young lady every chance I get. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if the husband's there. <laughs> He's just so ballsy. Mm, it's true. Hey, just in case, I don't know if it'll show up on the recording. My headphone battery is low. So Uh-oh. if you hear battery is low, then uh, you know why, listener. Nick won't hear it, but it might show up. Who knows? Actually, I don't think so. Do this you recording have to plug software those very in, fancy. that type of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you plug yeah. and still chit-chat away? Let me see if I can do... Can I do one? <gasps> Let's see here. Oh, they're dead. The case is dead. Oh, I haven't no. charged this... I haven't charged this case in like three months. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue. Wait, is there a plug in here somewhere? <laughs> Unbelievable. This is unreal. Um, speaking of unreal, this is we're talking about headphones. 
I might buy the new AirPods. Don't tell anybody. Oh, just don't drop them down a kitchen sink. They doubled the battery life, man. That's what I want. I agree. I I want them too. That's what I want. Anyways, I hear you. Cap and the and the Carters. Uh, okay, I like that. Two more things, um, and I think I wrote this to you. I I was curious if you have any new podcast recommendations because I have one that I started to listen to. And I would recommend it to anyone who likes Serial, the podcast, mm. um, or like a continue, continuation narrative, like a historical narrative. And it's called Cocaine and Rhinestones. And is, uh, it a, is it about cocaine? Oh, there's cocaine in it. And there's <laughs> there's uh, rhinestones, there's nudie suits, there's... It's a sort of like a country western, the history of country western. Uh, it's narrated or the creator of it is Tyler Mahan Co, mm-hmm. who is the son of David Allen Co. Oh, uh, and his research is impeccable. The, they're on the second season now. Pretty fascinating. A lot of it is, uh, this season he focused on just two people where the first season, every episode is about one character, one person. Um, yet at the end of the first season, he intertwines all of the characters that have been spotlighted. They come in and out of each episode. So he pretty much stuck with a certain era of country music. Uh, but he's a really good narrator. He's a great storyteller, does a hell of a lot of research. That's why I compared it to Serial. Um, and at the end of each episode, he actually walks through all of the references and gives you like all of his notes and where he got all this information. And it's fascinating to like, even at the end when he's doing all of his acknowledgements to hear all of the books that he's read. And that's how he can take these characters in and out of each other's lives. Because with any music genre, like guess what the, a bit player who's a lap steel guitar player who is just off the rails he usually is not performing and not backing up just one person through his career. He he jumps around, especially if he's a studio musician. So like Tyler and co will one episode will be about George Jones. And then three episodes down the line, uh, George Jones will interface and he'll do another episode on Harper Valley PTA, which actually was uh, an episode. Um, and all of a sudden George Jones will intersect with the songwriter or the singer of Harper Valley PTA. And there's a story about it that he got from someone's biography. So it's really interesting to see how it's weaved, whether or not you like country Western music. I prefer traditional country Western music. Um, he plays enough samples of like especially like lap steel guitars like he'll be talking about certain lap steel guitar people and how like they have signature sound to them and then he'll drop in like music bits from various songs and he picks out like the perfect bit to show off that signature even though it's being done like five different different ways with different artists but he's showing like how the like all of a sudden i'm catching my ear now is catching like certain lap steel guitar players or, you know, certain drummers or backup singers. But my God, some of these stories, like I came at it with the love of country Western music, but you could come at it from the angle of, I like uh, murder mysteries 
or I like social commentary, or I like, you know, historical uh, fiction. Mm -hmm. And it's all weaved in really interesting. And season two, which he hasn't completed yet, season two is all based on Tammy Wynette and George Jones. And every episode's about an hour long. So it'll be like 10 years out of George Jones, like recording career at the beginning before he met Tammy Wynette. And then the next episode will be the beginning of Tammy Wynette and then how they finally like interact with each other. But before that, at least with this season, he he's been peppering in a little bit of like history of things that you don't like. I don't see how it how it's going to tie together, but I guarantee you by the end of the season, all this stuff will like make sense and tie together. But he's been giving you history on like bullfighting. Hmm. And I'm like, how is this going to tie together with George Jones? I have no clue. But all of a sudden I'm listening to these, like the history of like the nudie suit, which I've always been fascinated with. And I love whenever like any modern, I mean, when Graham Parsons used to wear, wear nudie suits or Chris Isaac would wear a nudie suit. I'm always fascinated with them. I think they just look so boss. But to hear the history of a nudie suit and God, I forget the guy's name. I want to say it was Arthur Cohen. I think that might be right. But the creator of the nudie suit or the history of bullfighting. I never, honestly, now I wish there was a podcast on the history of bullfighting because I actually want to learn more <laughs> about it. And he also did like the history of the duel. And then that episode, it related to uh, like the murder ballads, which I always have heard of, but I never really thought that they were like, oh, that's actually true life documentation of somebody seeing a murder or committing a murder, and they put it down into a song. Like, it, where I always thought that was just sort of made up. But hmm. no, it, the murder, a lot of the murder ballads were actually, like, like I said, people who witnessed a murder or actually committed a murder, and they put it down to song. But it was fascinating. It's a rhinestone or cocaine and rhinestone. Highly recommend that it's on any podcast network you can you use. You can you can find it. Highly That's cool. Recommend. I'll check that out. Yeah, really, yeah, really I'll good. Check that or out. honestly, I would start with season one, episode one. But if you just want to get a taste for it, you could listen. Just go and look at the titles. Like the, he even did an entire hour on the Judds, and I was like, ugh, I don't even want to hear about the Judds. <laughs> Honest to God, fascinating episode. And I know way too much about the Judds, and I hate to say it, it has completely colored the way I look at Ashley Judd. Like, she was just pretty much left to her own devices as her mom grabbed her daughter and was like, I want to be famous, and I want to be part of this music scene, and just completely forgot about her younger daughter and could care less what the younger daughter was. It was fascinating! It just like, oh my God, like all this stuff went on. And it's just, it's great to hear. And that's sort of how like people come in and out because all of a sudden the Judds are getting songs written by the person who wrote a song for Hank Williams Jr. or wrote a song for Johnny Paycheck. And then that's how that name comes back into the season. But honestly, if you just want to check out one, just like look up and be like, oh, I've always wanted to know. I've always wanted to hear the history of Harper Valley PTA, Johnny Paycheck, whoever. And just try one on 50 minutes. That's all you're in and out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
What uh, what was he doing? Because I looked it up, and he started the podcast in 2017. So he did 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. and then there's no episodes until 2021. I know because I, I I as soon as I finished Cocaine and Rhinestone season one, I did have to wait about eight. Oh no, my headphones died. Oh no, hang on a second. I can still hear you. How does this work? Uh-oh. How do I turn this off? And I need to. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I see that you're talking. Okay. How do I switch your audio? Hmm. Out of that. I wonder if it stopped recording. It's got to be in here. Hang on, Nick. Yeah, no problem. Technical difficulties. Uh oh. Uh, let's see. Audio, video. Ah, here we go. Weird. Why isn't it working? Uh oh. Here, let me do this. I'm gonna hang up and call you right back. Sure. Hello. Hello. Hello, poopy. Okay. I think this will work. I wonder if there's going to be feedback. You know what? If there's feedback, too bad. <laughs> I, hey, I was, hey, the technical difficulties, I'm willing to bail if you want to bail. No, that's just so weird. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't. Hey, my AirPods, man, when they go, every once in a while, one will go before the other, which is just as annoying. But boy, they don't even give you really a beep. It's just like, boop, they're gone. Are you serious? Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Cra- like, give me a little tone. Give me a, just one beep. That's weird. Yeah. Never had anything like that. All right. Well, it's it's picking up your voice somehow, but I can't figure out where it's coming from. Anyways, doesn't matter. Listen. Hello. We're going to keep talking. Okay. Radio Tokyo. That's right. Um, no, I'll check this out. It sounds good. I, uh, I've been boring, I man. Think I think you'll dig it. I do know between season one and season two, he created a Patreon. Because, honest to God, when you listen to the episode, listen all the way to the end and just hear how many books he had to read. So it's like he was spending a lot of money on resources and time reading. And even said it's going to take a lot longer to get season two out. So that's why he did the Patreon to, like, offset some of the costs. Even Uh, though he was getting ad revenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, and honestly, when you hear it, it's like, Jesus Christ, they, he did a lot of research and it's not like NPR. He doesn't have a team of people doing this research and handing it to him. Interesting. But it's fascinating, dude. When you hear some of these people, like you'll know the name and just like, that guy's crazy. And then you listen to like how many nutty things they've done. Like the Buck Owens episode is nuts. And then there's even an episode, there's one episode where, uh, it was a like troubadour uh, from California. And at the end of the episode, it was a murder mystery. At the end, he did stuff so heinous that ended him in jail. And listening to it, I'm like, how did I never see a documentary on this dude or a pod, a murder mystery? Why was he never on one of my murder mystery podcasts? <laughs> it was shocking how amazing, I like, it was just so disgusting. Hilarious. So highly recommend. Yeah, I highly recommend. He has another podcast that I tried called Your Favorite Band Sucks. Yeah. That he has a co-host with. Not as good because it's not as – it's a lot more casual. Gotcha. It's two buddies talking. It, it's not as directed as as uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. Sounds like the Nerdy Legion podcast. 
hey, sometimes it floats your boat, sometimes it doesn't. That's right. Uh, I do, I have, uh, so, so I listen to usually the same few podcasts, but I did recently add a couple. Um, the, the first one probably no one will care. It's called Climate Tech Cocktails. Um, oh. it's actually done by, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call him a buddy, but an acquaintance, um, that I met through this, uh, crypto project I'm involved in. And he's like super into tech, right? So like every decision that we vote on as a committee, like he always finds like the environmental angle. Uh, and so he does this podcast, Climate Tech Cocktails, where he in like interviews, um, like CEOs and CFOs of like environmental tech companies, um, mm-hmm. or like scientists that are like doing environmental startups. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Like if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, and then the other one that I started listening to recently is the foundation podcast. Um, of course, discussing the foundation TV show on Apple TV plus. Hmm. Yeah. It's very good. Have you started watching the show yet? Oh, you're waiting till the end. Yeah, I want to get closer to the end. Okay, so what you should do then is when you start watching the show, you should listen to this podcast. Um, I think it's it'll be totally up your alley because it's like you know how, I, you love like all the extras and stuff in DVDs, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's basically what this podcast is because they bring on like the the show fr- uh, the showrunner um, and like writing staff and things like that and discuss like each episode. And like what the process was in creating certain scenes and like why dialogue was chosen, um, or like why a character is doing this over that thing. And, uh, it gets like pretty in detail on, on like the writing process. So, uh, it's very cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah I definitely will check that out. Yeah. Anytime you see, I guess, um, some of these big shows are, or I don't know, always big because like race, uh, what was it? Raised by Wolves. That's got a an official HBO podcast too. Um, yeah, I know. Only Murders in the Building has a podcast too. That's that right. Breaks down each episode yeah. as well as have have the stars on. Like because all like all the ones you're mentioning, they're all being sponsored, paid for by Apple TV, Hulu, whoever. Yeah, Raised by Wolves. Whoever does that, like. Hulu is paying paying them to create this podcast, which is smart. Really yes. smart. Yes. So will you get dirt and trash from from them? No, but you'll get a lot of insight and a lot more information than you would probably from somebody who's just checking a Wikipedia page. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's very good. Highly recommend. That sounds great. Yeah. Have you? Where are you with Foundation? Are you um, keeping up with it? I uh, just finished episode four. Okay. Uh, and Is I think, this a good jumping on point? Not jumping on episode four, but would you say I can now start start the season and start watching? Like, would or should I wait for more episodes to come out? Um, I don't want to lose the threat. That's what I'm worried about. To be honest with you. No, no, I gotcha. I yeah, that's tough. Um, cause there are a lot of threads, by the way, this is, I was going to say, I, I, everybody that has ever talked about foundation, they're always like, it's dense. And that's what I'm worried about. I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose all those threads. Yeah. 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 yeah there's, there's a lot of that. Um, okay. Okay. I, I don't know. I think you'd probably keep up, but, uh, okay. it, it might end up being better just binging the series to be honest. Uh, good, cause, good cause they're. So, so they actually discussed this in the, so I, I finished episode four 
And then I listened uh-huh. to the podcast about episode four. Uh, cause they're doing like a lot of time jumping. And, uh, and apparently like that was done on purpose cause they have like time as a character in the show. Uh-huh. Um, and so because of the time jumping, maybe it is better to binge. Uh, but okay. the dude, the show is so freaking good. That's great. Great yeah, to hear. It's really good. The guy that plays Empire, the, the main emperor of the, uh-huh. of the galaxy is freaking awesome. I can't remember his name. Lee something. Uh, he was in that show, Halt and Catch Fire. He's freaking phenomenal. He's such a douchebag. Mm, I can't wait. Yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. Uh, Foundation, the podcast. Speaking of little nooks and crannies and like getting <laughs> in the minutia, like you said, that that's what I like. I like the extras on the DVD. I actually purchased some physical media. I, I won't say I purchased. I got for my birthday because my birthday's in like two weeks. Um, my mother wanted to know what I what I wanted from uh for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, and on on the twitters, I don't know if you know it. Uh, we welcome you back whenever you want to come back, Martin. Um, <laughs> but on the twitters, I was talking to one Andrew Shaw. He posted about um. The Kolchak, uh, Night Stalker. Uh huh. Remember that old series back oh, yeah. in the day? Oh yeah. Uh, that it's finally coming to Blu-ray and how excited he is. So I clicked on the hyperlink just cause it's like, dang, I remember that show. That show was good. That show really scared the shit out of, like I was way too young to watch that, but my mom loved it. So I'm like, well, if she likes it, I should watch it too. And I thought it would be like sort of a Scooby Doo, uh, you know, like monster of the week type thing, which sort of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just re- recall, and I haven't watched any since being a young child when, you know, the first time seeing them, but I remember they scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so I wanted to click on it just to like, I wonder how much of this I would remember. Turns out don't remember any of it. But for my birthday, I asked my mom because I looked over all the extras and there was a crap ton of extras on the Blu-ray. So I'm like, ooh, I do sort of want to watch all this, especially for the extras. And now, you know, I can finally relive this stuff that I have fond memories watching with my mom, like I said. Um, but looking at the extras, all of a sudden I discovered, like, every episode has commentary, which I love. They have a making of, which I love, like history type stuff. But then they also have um, David Chase, wrote like seven of or eight of the episodes and i'm like that's wild that's insane like i remember when i was watching a lot of columbo and i watched some like beretta and all of a sudden like these big hollywood writers you know cut their cut their teeth on those series Mm -hmm. so i was so excited so needless to say this is the first blu-ray i've purchased jesus three four years dang I know, I know. And I did it just for the extras, let's be honest. I didn't realize you were such a big Kolchak fan. Dude, I even read the comic book. When the comic was coming out, I I was all over it. Alright, so let me ask you then. Did you watch did you watch the X Files? Oh yeah. Okay. Did you watch the the last season they made? Oh no. Okay. So the season itself is not very good. But you should watch episode three. Okay. Titled The Night Stalker. Ooh. In which a character named Kolchak appears. Interesting. 
and it is basically a Kolchak episode. <laughs> That's great. Well, doesn't he pretty – doesn't the creator of X-Files pretty much say that's yeah. sort of what he was going for? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like UFOs mixed with Night Stalker. Yep. Which is great. Like everything that – every – the the tipping point was David Chase. Like hearing that he wrote some episodes, I'm like, I got to see that. I got to see where that imagination takes me. That's freaking brilliant. Yep. But I hate to say it. It's not going to stop there because in February, and I'm sure you might not even know this. This might not even be on your radar. There is going – another Blu-ray is coming out that I have to purchase because – and you know this is like so Nick. There's going to be 40 minutes of footage put back into this film. The Blu-ray is titled The Drago Edition. What? It's Rocky IV. Oh, sure. Drago versus Rocky <laughs> So during the pandemic, I believe the story goes that Stallone, and I mean, DJ, feel free to correct. I would love it if you corrected. Uh, but supposedly the story goes that during the pan, when the pandemic hit, Stallone fished through his vault since he directed that and came out with 40 uh, minutes more of footage that he could put back into it. And you know what, Mr. Ferretti? If those 40 minutes were just 40 minutes more of his training exercise, freaking sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And they redid the music. And you know how much of a soundtrack nut I am? Yeah. Just to, like, get a brand new version, like, a cleaned up version of the, like, especially the score. But if you include like even the pop songs during like the training exercise and stuff, dude, dude, give me the Drago edition. God, <laughs> I need that so bad. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I just can't wait. That's hilarious. Yeah. So those are the two. I was very excited about my mom when, when she said that she got it. I, I was actually pretty giddy. I'm like, this is going to be a good day. <laughs> I just want to know, is it going to scare me or will I just be like, will it just be Scooby-Doo? But I was just so young that I didn't realize like, this is just a Scooby-Doo episode. Come on. Why was I so scared? <laughs> I, can't wait. I can't wait. That's cool. Have, have you read anything? I know you've been uber busy. Have you done any Halloween-y reading or watching? Uh, no reading. Okay. Uh, and barely any watching. Really? Yeah. This is usually your horror time. Right I know. Now. This is my favorite time of the year, but I've just been so busy. I just haven't had the time. Yeah. Have you Have you got a chance to watch the new Halloween? So I've only watched two uh, scary movies, three scary movies this this month. Uh, wow. Twenty eight days later, twenty eight weeks later, um, and then two nights ago we watched Halloween Kills. Is that the new one? The newest one, yes. Oh, yeah. And how, is that just based on the trailer that we watched? Is it an entire town is against Michael Myers? Yes. That's a great concept. Yes. That's a really cool concept. Yeah, yeah. It's all ahead and field against Michael Myers. Did it live up to... I know it's, like, completely far-fetched. Let's just put all that BS aside. Did it live up to what you were expecting it to be? No, it was pretty disappointing. Dang. But you liked the one previous to that, right? Yes. Yes, I did like the previous one. Did it fall off of a cliff or just a step down? Um, I, I, would... I know that I know the last one you said it took a giant leap up. Yes. I wouldn't say it 
it uh, took a dive of a cliff. Okay. But okay. maybe it like cartwheeled down a hill. Damn. Any quality kill? How many quality kills were there at least? Um, I mean there were there are a few good ones. Okay, good, good, good. There are a few good ones. But but, uh, some of the kill... All right, so I have a theory. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Okay. That they don't explore in this movie. Because part of the issue is that this is a trilogy. Oh, okay. So this movie picks up right where the last one left off. And the last one picked up after Halloween 1, right? Correct. Or was it 2? 2. Okay, okay, gotcha. Just trying to get timelines. Um... So, so this one, you have like a lot of flashbacks to 1978 because some of the characters from that movie show up as adults in this movie, right? Mm. Um, so like in, in the original, you know, the, the babysitter that gets killed. Did you ever watch the original? Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right before he went to Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So he kills the babysitter. Uh, the little kid is now grown up because it's, you know, 40 years later. Sure. Um, I didn't look it up, but the, the adult kid is played by Anthony Michael Hall. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Um, who looks like he's 300 years old. Of course. He looks terrible. Like my wife didn't even recognize who it was until like halfway through the movie. Oh, jeez. Yeah. He looks, um, so you've never seen Saw, uh, but he looks. I did. Oh, you did. Okay, so he looks. He looks like a fat jigsaw. Oh, Jiminy! He looks terrible. Okay, gotcha. Okay. He's not the sixteen candles, Anthony Michael Hall anymore. He, he is not. Yeah, yeah. He is not. Gotcha. He, he is barely recognizable. <laughs> um, and then there's some like other characters from from that first movie that show up again. You know, forty years later. Let me guess, Donald Pleasance. Sun comes back? Uh, no, I don't think that was a thing. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was so worried that we're, they're like, we gotta have a Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, it was, it was fine. Um, okay. I, I don't want to spoil, like, why, but I, and I don't even know if my wife and Reagan caught it, to be honest with you. Cause, like, the movie's going on and something happens and I'm like, oh, like, this is why Michael feels so different. Um, but they never like really touch up on it again. Like one of the, there's, there's, there's two characters that are mentioned like in passing. Right. Um, and one of them shows up later in the movie to show like, um, this like hive mentality where like everyone is like, Oh, you know, evil ends tonight. Evil ends tonight. This is like their chant. Right. And, uh, and this guy shows up at the hospital where they're all like, you know, saddled up, ready for Michael to show up and kill Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and the one guy's like, oh, there's Michael. And like, it's not Michael, obviously, right? It's like this, uh-huh. this guy. Um, and, uh, spoilers, they end up, he, he ends up jumping out of a window because like they're going to basically tear him to shreds. Um, nope. so he jumps out a window. Uh, but he's only one of two characters that I mentioned earlier, uh, that led me to the idea. That, uh, there's something, maybe a little, a little something else going on here. Ah. Now, I'm not, sa- I'm not saying Michael's not in it, but I'm not convinced all the kills are Michael's. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. So I'll leave it at that. Um, but like, I mean, it was fine. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't like rate it highly, maybe like a six. All right. That's um, okay. But I mean, like, 
Yeah, I mean, it's fine. That's pretty low for a Halloween movie. But this also is, what, the 12th? Uh, 13th. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 13th. No, I mean, I get it, but but still. And guess what? James Bond uh, put out a couple clunkers as well, so... I'm sure. You get you get up around that that number, you're going to have some clunkers. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But uh, say, hey, even the worst James Bond film's still pretty entertaining. Sure. I'm sure the worst Halloween film's still pretty entertaining. So like if you're if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise, then like yeah, watch it, right? Yeah. Uh if you want like a, a quote-unquote fun Halloween movie, uh then watch it. Um yeah. but like I wouldn't expect to be blown away. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they're not reinvent- reinventing the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, Heather and Reagan liked it. Um, I thought it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> have you uh, watched the movies that made us season three? No, I have not. Have you looked at it? Because it's all, it's not all, but there's a lot of ha- um, Halloween-y type movies that they're spotlighting. And I watched the first three, which were Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, Nice. And then the other ones are RoboCop, Aliens, Coming to America, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think Nightmare Before Christmas. They Weird. That's, that seems out of place. I think it ended at uh, Coming to America, to be honest with you. I think this website's wrong. Huh. But still, hey, I, I'm looking forward to RoboCop. But Halloween was really interesting. They gave you enough tidbits but the only thing that drives me crazy about that series i don't like the narrator and i don't like the funny slant that they always put on yeah every film yeah 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 i like i like the tidbits i like the historical footage that's great it's great to for me to learn about you know films that i enjoy interesting uh yeah i have to watch it um heather and reagan have been watching a lot of horror movies oh yeah nice. they've been watching like Pretty much one every night. Dang, good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know which ones. I know they watched like the entire Saw franchise. Ooh. Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, we watched Paranormal Activity two, three, two, two. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but they've, they've watched that whole series. Jeez. Um, cause you know, I don't know if you saw, there's a, a new trailer for a new Paranormal Activity. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know. I guess I have to watch that when that comes out. Um, <laughs> and you sent me the trailer for the new Scream, which looks amazing. Oh, yeah. We're so going to watch that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the Scream movies were never good, but they're a shit ton of fun to watch. What are you talking about? The sc- the original Scream was awesome. It was it – was, all right, yes. For the time, it was awesome. You're right. Yes. It might not <laughs> – it's not reinventing the wheel now in 2021, but back in the day, that re that repositioned your mindset on horror films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the the West? bad guy in that? Was that Skeet? Skeet was the bad yes, guy, right? Yeah, Skeet Ulrich. Yep. Skeet Ulrich. That was really good. It was a good twisty movie that you just didn't expect, and you know, turned all the conventions on its ear. Yes. Yeah, that was brilliant. But then everybody started to do that. Yeah. And everything got watered down. Yep. But to use wireless security systems as the crutch of like, now, now that I'm hooked up into your Wi-Fi network, now I can get in just as easy and not let you out. Yes, yes, yes. Freaking yes. brilliant. Yeah. Now I just want a clown face to scream out, Hey, Alexa, 
you know, X, Y, Z. Like, let me set you up with, with some good murder music while I kill you. You know what's weird though, since we're talking about Scream? Um, I watched, uh, I watched the trailer for the new I Know What You Did Last Summer. Ooh, I didn't even know that was coming out. Yes, the trailer came out, I don't know, beginning of the month, I think, maybe end of mm-hmm. September. Um, and I was like, oh, I, and of course I told Heather and, you know, we're like, oh, we have to watch this movie. And, uh, and last night I was like browsing through stuff. And it oh. turns out it's not a movie. It's a TV show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Well, now you can jump right in and get caught up. I need to. Yeah. I mean, whoever, whatever her name is, Madison something, is no Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, no, no. So I don't know how enticing this will be. I had the gigantiest crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yep. And that's why you're watching Fox's... What is it? Nine one one? No, I'm not watching that. Have you seen some of the the trailers for that? I have not. Every time I see Jennifer, because Jennifer Love Hewitt plays one of the operators, uh-huh. every time she comes on screen, I'm just like, wait, is she in this? <laughs> or is this one of those like I'm making fun of this trailer that's on right now? Like she doesn't seem part of the scene. Very weird. Very that's very hilarious. Weird. Yeah. That's oh, hilarious. before we get too far away. From cocaine and rhinestones, I want to circle back because I did look it up while while we were chit chatting. Uh-huh. The spotlight episode. If you're just going to listen to one episode, listen to season one, episode three, the murder ballad of Spade Cooley. Huh. Uh huh. Like that one, I would even recommend for your wife. Really? It is bizarro, crazy, but it's fascinating. Really? Just fascinating. So you'll you'll dig that. Huh. Episode three. Give it a shot. I sure will. All right. So um, not too much uh, Halloween <clears throat> for you. No, we did watch, uh, which I forgot it had come out, so I'm glad that we watched it. We watched uh, Escape Room 2 tonight. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Have you seen that? Or the first one, rather? I don't even think I made it through Escape Room. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Not my thing. Uh, they watched the first one last night. And I, I mm-hmm. cut a little bit of it, but, uh, like it's fine, you know, but, um, I hadn't seen the second one, so I did watch that with them tonight. It was pretty good. Interesting. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's, uh, you know, it's like, uh, like a PG version of Saw. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I got Saw vibes from it, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but it was good. Hmm. Recommend you check it out if you haven't. Very good. I, I do want to talk about a particular movie that I watched. Yeah, it's your show. The most imp- no, this is this is your show. It's in, it's in the title. <laughs> Just the, let me slide it in. The ner- the nerdy legion with Nick Wetmore. Okay, my name is not on the header. Okay, all right. Um, you know, I was very excited for Foundation because I I grew up reading the books and I love them. Mm-hmm. The show is not the books. Okay. Okay, it is Foundation in name only. Uh-huh. Um. But a little movie came out on HBO Max called Dune. I don't know if you've heard of it. You've probably never heard of this movie. Um, it's only been pushed back like 600 times in the past year. Um, Buddy, I, I was just going to say, I reached out to the Legionnaires on Twitter asking for questions. And one Dennis Chandler from Best of the Rest podcast mm-hmm. asked a question they, that leads you right into where you were going. Oh, beautiful. His question is... Doom. <laughs> <laughs> but proceed. That's not a question. Sure is. That's like 
a statement. He's open. He's opening up the Ferretti floodgate. Dude. For your two sons. Yes. Uh, I, let me, let me, let me talk about the books. I love the books. Yes. I love when the books. When was the last time you read the books? Um, like a, a Dune book or like yes. the series in totality? No, no, no. Just a Dune book. Um, probably two or three years ago. Because the last time I read a Dune book was 1985. <laughs> so this movie, completely new to me. <laughs> uh, fair, fair. Uh, there's, there's quite a few books. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, this has, of course, been made into a miniseries multiple times. Uh, twice, in fact. Um, one star Sting. Uh, David Lynch film. That's right. David Lynch film. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a sci-fi miniseries. Uh, I don't know when that was. Maybe 10 years ago? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. With uh, Professor X. What's his name? You know. Uh, Patrick Stewart? No. The, the, the new Professor X. First class Professor X. Yeah, the... Uh... The guy. The glass, the glass. Guy. Yeah, the, the 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 split glass guy. Yeah, the split dude. Yeah, him. Uh, McAvoy. Yeah, Jamie James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Um, starring him as I think was he Paul in that? I think he was Paul. Paul Atreides. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Uh, I would say both fairly faithful to the book. Mm. Uh, this new HBO Max movie, I would say. faithful to the book. Uh Uh, In fact, maybe too faithful to the book. (laughs) Uh, And the the only reason I say that is, spoilers, uh, you will not get an ending to this movie. Because this movie only deals with the first half of the first book. can, Can we talk about that? Yeah. When is it okay when a film auteur is giving you his vision? And did he not let the marketing team in there to sort of guide expectations of the viewer Mm. and the rabid fan base ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Because within a minute and 20 seconds, Mm -hmm. I was served up with some information that I didn't know. I had no clue. And that was the title card. And then within two seconds, part one showing up. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yep. Really? You might want to just watch, because as soon as I saw that, it took me so far out of the movie mentally that I was just like, part one, what's going on? What? <laughs> I don't – and if that was marketed to be, this isn't like an Empire Strikes Back to be continued. That at least had an ending, but you knew it was to be continued. Yes. When I see part one, that made me want – this was honestly, this Dune was the first film that three hours went by and I never once picked up a device. Mm. My eyes never left the screen. The, you mean this current one? This one. Yes. yes, for sure. I was completely engaged. Yes. But just the first minute and 20 seconds took me out of the film and almost sent me down a rabbit hole of maybe pausing the film. Who the fuck cares at that point? <laughs> I'm only a minute in. Let me... When when is part two coming? Uh, and then I had to like sway my internal thoughts to try to like hyper focus back into the film because I didn't want to miss anything because I love the director. But 
honestly, I was thinking through spot spottily through the entire three hours. I kept thinking there's no way that this film was filmed and it isn't a back to the future two and three being filmed consecutively at the same time. I don't think they're even nope. started filming the second one. That this is what I'm saying, but in my head throughout that throughout those three hours, I I kept coming back to these had to be filmed together. This would be so crazy if if I have to wait three four years to see part two, and not to mention all of the actors have just aged three years. Mm. That this is going to throw off the entire film because it wasn't like Empire Strikes Back that can be like. At the beginning of Jedi, they could easily just be like five years later, and this is why everyone looks older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This thing continues like from the very end credit. Like, there's no way it isn't going to pick up with exactly where they left off. But everyone's going to be three years older. So, of course, I was thinking these had to be filmed consecutively. (laughs) And then, sure as shit, as soon as credits rolled, I'm like, I got to jump on and look. And it's all these idiots online that are just guessing at this point that this hasn't been filmed already. And then all of a sudden I, I found reputable people and they're like, they didn't even know if it, if part two was going to be filmed. Right. Which set my head into a freaking tizzy. Uh, see, see, here's the thing, Nick. Thank God you missed part one. Ha- if you would have saw that, that would have sent you like over the edge. No, then it would have answered my question at the end. Oh, that's right. Because when you got to the end, you were probably like, what the fuck just happened here? Are you kidding me? Well, I so I assumed about halfway through. Okay. Because again, I've read the books yeah. a lot. They're mammoth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're humongous. They're like a thousand pages each. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read the books a lot. Um, I've watched the, the movies or slash miniseries many, many times. Okay. So I'm, I'm like extremely familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I, I get like, like an hour goes by, right? And I'm, I'm totally engrossed, right? You're, you're right about that. Like, I'm totally in this movie. Uh, I, I didn't pick up my phone once. I don't think I even like paused it to go pee. All right. Yeah. When was the last time any of that happened? Right. During any meet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so fantastic. Okay. Um, but an hour goes by and I'm like, wait a second. Like, they're not even on Arrakis yet. Right. <laughs> they're only a hundred pages into the book so far. Yeah. I'm like, they're not even on Arrakis yet. And an hour has mm-hmm. gone by. This movie's like two and a half, three hours long. There mm-hmm. is no way that they're going to tell the full story. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that last scene in the desert, when they have, uh, you know, Paul fights that the, uh, the Fremen guy and yep. they like go off into the desert and then you get the credits. I'm like, Oh, well, fuck. Like I need the second one right now. But see, all of this, that's why I thought this was a Back to the Future situation, that the first thing I would read is Doom 2 coming to HBO Max next Christmas or whatever. Like like the Star Wars reboots. Like the last one ends and you know you're going to read a press release like in a week saying, oh, yeah, the next the next one coming out in a, in a year or in two years or whatever. Like I had no... That was the only part of the film. And that's why I said, where's the marketing team? Like, how could that not, how could they have not have thought we sort of have to let people know ahead of time that this is what's happening? Because mm-hmm. it would have solved everything. I wouldn't yes. have all of these, these guesstimates. Yes. Unless they didn't want to market that message out. 
for fear of all of these crazy Dune people, this huge fan base gonna be like, what the F? And just be so pissed that like part two is not being filmed. Part two is not done. What are you waiting for? You know, rah! I don't know. I have no, but it's honestly, it pulled me out of the film at least four times. Cause I kept thinking, where are they going to end this? How are they going to end this? There is no time. It's not the foundation. There are, there are no time jumps. Right. So all these characters are going to be three years older. Well, no, see, that's where you're mistaken though. There are many time jumps. It, it might not be as clear in like some of the previous film adaptations, mm-hmm. uh, but there are time jumps. It's years. Um, when at the end, when like Paul finally defeats the Harkonnens and everything, and like he takes over Arrakis again, um, his sister is like 10 years old. And in this movie, his is, mom is like where, ba- barely pregnant. Where the film ended, they maybe they should have ended it better and tied it up so all of a sudden the mother being pregnant can have a daughter be eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Like the end just sort of <laughs> ended like. Are they still walking through the desert? What's going, are they in this new town? What's like, it feels like it's going to be the next day. I see. Instead of like, cause I didn't think that fight sequence justified the end of the film. No, I don't know. I don't know. But to be honest with you, I loved it. It makes me want to go and walk, rewatch the director, all of the other movies the director created. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. I know. I just, oh, I just, I, I loved it. I mean, it sounds like I don't, but the complaint, I think, is the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where, and where it was stopped. That's all. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. I think that that was a mistake, especially since this movie's been done for forever, right? Like, this was supposed to come out last year, right? So they could have already, like, filmed part two. Yeah, I get COVID happened. I totally understand. And yeah. I also, like, people were telling me on socials, like, do you realize how much this movie costs? Like, they can't just double that huge expense and cross their fingers and hope that part one made made the money back and made it worth doing a part two Mm -hmm. like that would have been a hell of a lot of money to put out in hopes that they they have the next star wars or they have the next whatever that's that's what i'm saying though right like you know that people that know the story expect the full story Mm -hmm. right because Every previous iteration has been the, you know, Paul from a child to, you know, Emperor of Arrakis. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you know, you can't do that in a two and a half, three hour movie. Yeah. Right. So even if they decided, oh, like this didn't do well, we're not going to do part two, they should have still marketed it from the beginning as that. Um, and, and yeah. people like me would already assume it's going to be two parts anyway. I mean, believe me, I think both of us would have been pissed if that gigantic book was just one three-hour film. Oh, yeah. I would have canceled my HBO Max immediately. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that one book should be uh, an 18-hour miniseries on HBO. It's like when I, when uh, when the Ready Player One movie came out, and, <laughs> it, and it was like two hours. I was like, how are they going to fit this fucking story in two hours? <laughs> and I'll tell you how. They didn't. Yeah. It became a big S show. It sure did. Um, if you read the source material. If you read the source material, yeah. 
So but I'll say about Dune, if you didn't read the source material, somebody like Tom Wetmore, if you were to show him that, he might love it. My dad might love it. But then if you were like, oh, you're going to have to wait three years or two years. Don't you think at least three years if they haven't even started filming yet? Yeah, I mean, I would say two. But all of those special effects and like really costumes well done. and stuff, like I would lean on three. But still, like if you were to tell my dad, but you have to wait three years to find out the end of that story, he's just moving on. Yeah, maybe. Just general public would be my guess. If you're a huge fan of sci-fi or the source material or the actors or director, yeah, you're you're there for anything they're doing. But, you know, just regular, you know, Joe Public, heck, sure, in three years I might watch it, but would that same person be like, I don't even remember what happened the first part. Listen, but... but- Here's now the, I have to go and watch a th- a, the three-hour movie again to get myself reacquainted with it because it isn't like James Bond that you can just jump in and like, eh, I forgot, I forgot about that one person that was in the last two films. I forgot what their involvement is. I'm just going to turn off my brain and this is just some cool action. It ain't that. It's a really slow, intricate tale. Listen, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm going to disagree with you. So let me turn my yeah. pinky up real quick. Okay. Because you're, you're a little bit older than me. So I'll give, I'll give the prime example. Okay. Mm. You're talking about people don't want to wait, you know, three years for the next movie. They'll forget. And granted, I get this is 40 years ago. Okay. But mm. Star Wars, 78, 81, and then 83 on those movies. Yes. So you have three years in between each movie. Did that hurt the Star Wars franchise at all? No. It's one of the biggest franchises in the world. Okay? Now, I get it. This is 40 years ago, right? Very different time. Uh, But you couldn't even get a fucking DVD of the thing. You know what I mean? Sure. And now, like, this is on HBO Max. Then it'll go off for whatever, a month, and then come back. Okay? And you can watch it whenever you want. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree. Like, yes, people have short Are time spans. Are you saying the Star, just the, the original trilogy, if you want to go back to the day, because I'm not going to lump all of the Star Wars universe into this question. The original trilogy. Uh-huh. Are you saying that's as layered as the two and a half hour film we just watched for the general public? Oh, no. This is way more complicated. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Big difference. If you compared Star Wars to the Avenger films, that's an apt comparison. Well, and weren't those every two or three years? Yeah. All right, then. There's a lot of shit happening in it. (laughs) There's a lot happening in this. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying you can turn your brain off with Star Wars and Avengers, you know, or Marvel. But Dune, you sort of have to pay attention to. Sort of. You got to. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you there. Uh, all I can tell you is I can't wait for part two. Same here. Can't wait. Let me tell you, this is the best iteration of any Dune movie. Um, it is also the best representation of the Harkonnens ever. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this world building thing that Foundation does, uh, with like the different planets, how they each have their own cultures and their own languages and stuff. Um, you see some of that here, um, maybe not as in depth as foundation because that's a freaking, you know, 10 hour series and not a three hour movie. Um, but, but you have that in here, uh, dude, like the whole Harkonnen thing was freaking awesome. There were like 
the the goth asshole people of the galaxy, right? Um, which you don't have it. Like, think about the the first movie, right? The one with Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sting was a very like flamboyant, like pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Um, like even the Baron, right, was like super flamboyant. And in this one, they're just like so dark, right? Because like they're yeah. the way that their culture is set up is to mine spice. Um, and so because of that, it's like uber capitalist, right? So they don't give a shit about anybody as long as like that is getting in, in the way of profits, right? And so the whole culture is based around that. Um, so that's why like they're all so ugly and like they shave their fucking eyebrows and whatever, you know what I mean? They're all bald with mm-hmm. no eyebrows. Uh, cause like who gives a crap, right? right? Like that gets in the way of making profits. Um, I loved the, like, every scene with the Baron was so fucking cool. Um, yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Skarsgård. Yeah, Stone Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, Stone Skarsgård. Uh, he was freaking awesome. Um, and I love, like, the way that they switch some of the stuff up. Like, even his, like, little flying suit or whatever. Uh, cause mm-hmm. he's so fat, he has to have it, right? Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I loved it. And every time you see him, it's almost like Vader, right? Like, where he's, like, Talking through the smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that whole thing. I thought it was really, really well done. Yeah. I just want all the books done. What the heck? Well, I mean, you know, this is the, the highest grossing post-pandemic movie. Yep. Uh, so, you know, they're going to do the sequel. Uh, and if the sequels do well, then, you know, maybe we'll get all the books. I would love that. It's just crazy to think that this was written in the mid-60s. Mm. And yet, like, so relevant and so ahead of its time. That's what good sci-fi does, my friend. Yeah, just so smart. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but the the last time we chatted, I brought this up. The uh, the force field suit on point. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Remember we we're making fun of it because it's like triangles <laughs> in that first movie? Oh, I love that. I thought that was cool and stylish, but, you know, that was of its time. Yeah, sure. Oh, and I mean, I'm sure the special effects were like, you know, top notch back then. Um, but this was much, it was done much better. Um, agreed. And I like how they played with it. Like the scenes where, uh, you know, when like Paul gets that arrow shot at him by the spy or not the arrow, the dart. Um, or like you even see it in the fight scenes, right? Uh, when Duncan Idaho is, uh, is fighting all the soldiers in the hallway and they all have their force field suits on and like you have to attack certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the way that the force field works. And it's all color coded. Yeah, it's all color coded. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a great way to show that off. Yeah, sure. very cool. Uh, and I, I took, this is so weird. As many times as I've like engrossed myself in this, um, for some reason, I never realized that nobody has guns. Everyone oh. uses a sword, right? Yeah. Which, which is so weird because like this is a, a galaxy, uh, expanding empire. Right with super advanced technology. I mean, there's a freaking dude with a suit that lets him fly around, uh, and nobody has guns. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, I'm sure there's a. Re- I'm sure it's like. Uh, I'm sure it's like an an, an an empire law, right? Like they they outlawed guns so people don't uh, rise up against the emperor. Um, but still, very cool. Yeah, there's some scientific reason for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Fremen were really well done. I love that. Um, I love like the, the Fremen ninjas, right? Like they're all hiding under the sand. Yeah. 
uh, and just like jump out when the soldiers come around. That was cool too. So good. Yeah, very good. And I I love the dragonfly ships. Like that's how I imagined them. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. In the books, and it just. Mm. Yep. Very good. Beautiful. Uh, even though I was disappointed with the ending, I'm rating it a five out of five. I'm disappointed with the marketing, and I rate it five out of five. <laughs> very good, very good. Hey, uh, I had a I had a show. I don't know if you've checked it out yet or not, um, but season two just came back, or the show just came back with season two. Uh, it's on Netflix called Another Life, uh, starring your your favorite Katie Sackhoff. Oh, how do tell. Oh, you don't know about this? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a sci-fi show. Uh, it's on season two. Uh, and it plays upon, like, some of the ideas from Foundation and stuff, right? Like this, uh, like, oh, not Foundation. Well, like, yeah, I mean, Foundation's got some of it. Um, where this, like, model of this shows up on Earth and, like, the world has gone to shit, right? Because of, uh, you know, the environmental crisis. So, uh, so they send out this, like, ship to try to make contact with the alien species that sent the monolith, uh, and then hilarity ensues. Um, so it's like, there's like, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of foundation, a little bit of arrival, a little bit of, uh, invasion of the body snatchers, like, hmm. um, yeah, there's some cool concepts. Uh, I think it's and like, you, you said it's on sci-fi? It's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Netflix original. Um, the the what one of the main characters is um ah oh, fuck never mind because I can't remember what he was on he was like a child actor and I didn't even recognize him my wife's like oh that's what's his name and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> what's the title of it another life another life never even heard of it what the heck yeah 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 uh well obviously you don't watch enough sci-fi for Netflix to recommend sci-fi stuff to you obviously mm-hmm. Sounds like you should tweak your settings, my friend. Sounds like I should be watching this show. Uh, it, look, let me tell you. Uh, some of it's not great. Uh oh. Okay. Some of it, you know what? All right, he, let me tell you. This is like CW Star Trek. Is it when you compare it to CW? This begs me to ask: Is it as good as the 100? Uh, no. Okay, so I should still be watching the 100 first. Listen, why haven't you started? The show's, like, finished a year ago. I know. I'll get to it. Shame on it, you. It's it's not going anywhere. Well, that's true. Um, No, it is not the 100. But it is kind of like CW Star Trek, <laughs> in a way. Um, okay. But, uh, but it's good. And I think season two is actually better than the first one. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, season Does one. set up for season three? Oh, well, I'm not done with the season yet, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I would assume so. Um, season one has, uh, what's her name? Danny, Danny Moonstar. What's her name? Oh, wow. Yeah, she's in it. I like her. Yeah, but it's good. You know, a lot of beautiful people. Of course. Um, you know, even like the, the fat, funny guy is like a good looking guy. <laughs> um, then it is a CW show. Yeah. There's even a, there's even a trans actor in it. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, but I do like okay. season two a lot better. Okay. So, uh, you know, just, just take a peek and see what you think. You know, just for Katie. I know you like Katie. I do. Yeah. yeah I know fan. you like Katie. Um, which means that after I'm done with this, I'm going to do, finally, I've been talking about it for months. I'm going to do a rewatch of Battlestar Galactica. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's been, it's been way too long. That's a good one. Been way too long. 
Hey, can I can I throw out the last question that was asked when I posed? Hey, any questions for Nerdy Legion? It's by one Aaron Bell. Oh, I know him. Yes. Uh, he wrote, uh, what do you think of orphans so far? Backstory. Uh, he was part of the Kickstarter and got an extra set of orphan trades and he sent them to me. Oh. Hence the question. So I pose this to you, Martin. Have you read orphans before? Orphans. This is, um, oh God, what's the name of that company? It's, I can get it. Now I want to look it up. Magnetic Press. Magnetic Press. Yes, I have Orphans. Uh, okay. It's very good. Yeah, speaking of good sci-fi. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, Italians uh, know how to pace a comic. That's all I know. That's right. It's really... I like the concept. It immediately caught me. Um, I'm completely hooked. And I love the small digest size, so it's like two by two panels, Mm -hmm. I want to say. And it paces the story out so much better. And reading the foreword to the first volume and finding out that their issues are a monthly issue is like 92 pages instead of whatever it is, 22. Mm -hmm. That was insane to find that out. Oh my God, Jesus. That's like Jack Kirby pages. But I'm really loving it. So, Aaron Bell, thank you so much for those tricks. Listen, you need to thank uh, Ronnie, too, because I remember when I got these. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when, when Ronnie was constantly shilling Magnetic Press. Nice. And he would not shut the hell up about it. <laughs> Every other word was, are you guys into this Magnetic Press sale? You need to get in on it. Um, <laughs> so, it was a good sale. He, he did. That's right. And, right. uh, which is, which is good though. I, I appreciated that because I spent like $300 on freaking trades for Magnetic Press, um, <laughs> because of Ronnie Barron. Oh. Yeah. I haven't, have I haven't listen, them. I haven't even read all of them. Oh no. Yeah. I bought so much. <laughs> oh no. Well, that's a good problem to have. Uh, yeah. 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 But, uh, you know, I, uh, anything, Anything that uh, Magnetic Press puts out, I highly recommend. Uh, not not the shill, but uh, you know they do good stuff. Um, and uh, and the dudes are super cool. Uh, I I met a couple of them the first time we went to C two E two. I think it was nice. Um, we passed by the booth, and you know how it is. Like they they call out and try to shill you their book, right? Hey, have you read this? Blah blah. And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I have. <laughs> and the dude was shocked. He was I spent $300 on your stuff. No, no, this was way before that. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. He was, he was shocked that I had read the book. I can't, what, which one was it? Um, God, I need to look this up now. Uh-oh. Cause I can't, was it, no, it wasn't Infinity 8. Uh, oh, they put out Jazz Maynard. I didn't realize that. That's a great book. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I had read one of their books. It was like a mini series. Um, and I picked it up. And then when I saw them, I was like, oh, I recognize that company. And he's like, hey, you should check out this book. And I'm like, yeah, I already did. It was great. <laughs> um, Man, I want to say it was Infinity 8, but I don't think that's it. It's not Orphans. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. Maybe that's it was great. Orphans. Magnetic Press. Uh, yeah, I recommend it. Because uh, it's like, uh, what's the other company that uh, that's putting out like all those European books? 
Humanoids? Humanoids. Yeah. Similar company. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really impressive. So. Ooh, After the Fall. This sounds good. I don't have this. Uh-oh. This sounds like uh, like the 100. Uh-oh. So reach out to Mr. Barron. See if you get the thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. Ronnie Barron, let me know. <laughs> hey, look. Listen. Listen. Listen to this. <gasps> Speaks to me. A retro post-apocalyptic tale lushly illustrated by a modern and flamboyant design work of Jujen, mixing the best aesthetics of brawling video games and 90s action films like Fist of the North Star and Mad Max. What? Yes! Count me in! That sounds really good. Let me hit the buy. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Holy shit. (laughs) You're not even going to wait for uh, Ronnie to reach out. You're already sold. This is like an old episode of Nerdy Legion. You're buying stuff on our podcast. God, do you remember when I used to buy all kinds of shit on the show? I loved it. What a disaster that was. No, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. I Anyways, approve. You do? Good. I need to get back on that, but I still have like, <laughs> I still have boxes of shit that haven't even opened. <laughs> well, you're a busy dude. Yeah, I guess. I know you are. I guess. I'll figure it out. I was so tired, though, man. I'm telling you. Like, the other day, what day was that? Sunday, maybe? Yeah, Sunday. I didn't wake up till, like, noon. Um, And I told you I was late to work this morning because I freaking overslept. Uh, Exhausting. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable indeed. But you know what? It's good to be the boss. Yeah, but sometimes your body needs it. I was just telling Julie, the cruise director, like, your body knows when it needs sleep and when it can wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes your body only needs four hours sleep. That's true. Been there. Unless your mind's racing with, like, BS, and that interrupts the sleep, which, you know, that happens, too. Yeah, sure. But if you naturally wake up after four hours, that's some good four-hour sleep. Sure. Been there. I had this really weird dream last night. Oh. And, like, uh, these, like, it was like a bounty hunter and two FBI guys, like, broke into my apartment. Uh, I don't know why I was living in an apartment. And, uh, like, they were going to arrest me for, like, aiding and abetting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And apparently there was some, like, convict that had escaped and was, like, living like living in my apartment. And I'm like, there's nobody living here. It's, like, me and my wife and the kids. And they're like, no, we know you're aiding and abetting. And then they, like, pull my bed and there's, like, a fucking tunnel underneath it. (laughs) Holy cat. It was crazy. So this is a uh, Helen Keller, Inglorious Bastards meets uh, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, oh man, you're good at the segues. You're good at the segues. I like that. Uh, I like that trailer. I got to watch it right before we chatted. Did you see the first one with all the colors? I saw one. No, 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 no. I saw the other trailer. Okay. Yeah. Because I sent both to you, and I was curious if you seen the color one first. Um. I don't know. Let me look at my phone and see what the difference is. Oh, yeah. Huge difference. I mean, they were both one in color. The, the colored one, the, the last one I sent to you was actually the first trailer. The Lost Session. And that's just all style. Okay. No, the one that I saw was the the other one. The first message you sent me. Yeah. The, the first one I sent you was the brand new one that came out yesterday. Gotcha. And that definitely showed a lot more character development and like the tone of the series uh yes so again another one i did not realize was a series yeah 
Because I remember them talking about doing Cowboy Bebop, but I thought it was going to be a movie, a live-action movie. And so I was not excited because Netflix is doing a lot of these live-action, like, anime things. Uh um, And they're not very good, right? Uh, Like, the Death Note one was terrible. Uh Um, But Death Note is fantastic. Um, What was the other one? Full Metal Alchemist? Like, I don't know. Whose idea was it to do a Full Metal Alchemist movie? Like, that series has, like, 300 episodes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how can you condense that into a two-hour movie? Um, but, no, I'm glad I'm glad that Cowboy Bebop is a series. Uh, I remember watching Cowboy Bebop. It was awesome. Yeah, same here. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop was great. Uh, if I it, if that it, was the first jazz music I ever was like, yeah, jazz. Oh, really? Nice. Um, yeah, I uh, if it had been a movie, I probably would have skipped out, but... Is it a series? I think I'll uh, I'll check it out. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. The Wachowski's uh, Speed Racer. Oh yeah. All the colors and hip like angles and like style of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely harkens back to that. Yeah, that's cool. Man, I can't wait. Since you said Wachowski's Matrix is almost here, buddy. I know, Pally. Oof. What do got? Like Oof. a month and a half? Something like that. Good. I hope so. Is that a theater only, or is that an HBO Max? Uh, no, it's going to be an HBO Max. Oh, hallelujah. And that's like Christmas time, right? Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Santa Claus. Is that Does that come out on Christmas Day? Maybe that's... Christmas Eve? I know something's happening Christmas Eve. Yeah, maybe it's December 22nd. Oh, okay. Good. That's far enough away. Yeah. So what's that? That's, From Christmas. That's the Friday, Saturday? I like it. I think Christmas is on a Monday. Nice. I don't know. I just made that up. Sure, sure. I mean... Sounds plausible. I'm not a human calendar, you know? <laughs> You're not the calendar man? I'm not the calendar man. Hey, how about Polka okay. Dot Man and, uh, in Dune? Pretty cool. He was great. Yeah. Uh, December 24th is a Friday. So this movie comes out on a Wednesday. Mmm. Nice. The day my trash bill is due, apparently. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you just call the new Dune or the new Matrix film trash? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Trash bills due on the 22nd, and then on the 23rd, I have trash pickup and recycling pickup. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we talking about? What's going on? Listen, I have to talk about this because, you know, I'm very particular about my finances, and oh, I, I, I moved all my bills... Uh, to the second of the month, okay? <laughs> so I pay my mortgage on the first, everything else on the second. Uh, and then I have two bills that just piss me the fuck off. One is my trash bill, uh, which is on the 22nd, and I can't change it, okay? Um, that's weird. I try to call, can't change it, okay? Cause that's when we sign and that's when the bill is. Uh, and then the other one is my Apple Card bill, because it's always on the 30, on the last day of the month, and that just annoys me. <laughs> Anyways. Well, that's not too bad, the last day of the month, because then it's just like, you got that one, then two days later, you got this one on the second, and then or then everything happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's close, but boy, that trash bill. That that's trash the bill. Outlier. God, it bugs me, because my calendar has like all this red for my bills on, on the second, and then it's empty mm-hmm. until the 22nd. Shame. Oh, damn you. Shame. Damn you. Maybe and then just... you're like, I don't need trash pickup. I'm just going to do a compost heap. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny, actually. We've thought about it. 
Um, because so we get trash pickup every week, and then recycling is every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see my neighbors like some of my neighbors have two trash cans like for trash. Yeah. Um, and some just one, right? Um, like there are weeks where like I don't even put the trash out because we Jeez. just we just don't have enough trash. Wow. Yeah. But we always have recycling. Same here. Yeah, we always have a lot of recycling. I actually wish I had two recycling bins because mm. mine's every other week too. Yeah. And I think I could fill up two recycling bins. Yeah, some days it's pretty tight. Oh, mine's overflowing. You should see it's a it's a fire hazard out <laughs> in my detached garage. Don't tell Julie, the cruise director. Oh, Jesus. Because everything's Amazon. No, I know. I know. And those boxes pile up. I know. Well, and see, it was worse before because we used to get the dog food on Amazon. Uh. Um but uh, I don't know if they changed the recipe. Like, one of our dogs started, like, throwing up. Oh, no. So we got rid of it and uh, ended up going with, like, some cheap-ass shit. And they love it. <laughs> they love Are it. Are you getting stuff through Chewy? Uh, no, I just get them when I go to the grocery store. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, you know, we were, we were getting, like, fancy good dog food, right? Like, $50, $60 right. a bag. Yeah. And, like, they would eat it. Because you got to eat. But uh, they didn't seem thrilled with it. And then one day I ran out because we had it on subscription. One day I ran out like early, um, like three days early. So I went to the store and just got like uh, some like gravy train, like home style or something. Right. Um, those mother bitches, they gobble that shit up. You know, that would be me serving you filet mignon uh-huh. every day. Yeah. And then me giving you a Big Mac. And being like, we're going to switch over to Big Macs. I'm pretty sure you'd be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Finally a Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah, you probably So I right. get it. Yeah, you're right. Do you ever pour in warm water? Wasn't that the big thing with gravy training? Yeah, it puts the water in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't blame the dogs. You can get some moist uh, gravy in there, pseudo gravy. <laughs> yeah. Bring it out. Yeah, they love it. They For the it. last couple months, Julie, the cruise director, she started uh, a colored pencil art business. Oh, nice. So it's usually like wildlife or pet uh, portrait type yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with colored pencils. So, dude, all the stuff that she's ordering, like art supplies, paper, whatever, sharpeners, frames, mats, they're all getting delivered in cardboard boxes. Yep. Dude. They're so piled up. And the problem is we have like a-hole pickup, recycle pickup people. Yeah. So they're like one, you could have one like outlier box or like whatever uh, that doesn't fit into your bin. Yep. You can have one. So if I put like two gigantic like frame boxes out there for recycle, they'll just take one. And leave the other one. It's like, you mother effer, you just reach for one box. It's the same exact goddamn size. You can't just grab both? Oh, no. They're not doing it. <laughs> so I'm telling, and I love that Julie, the cruise director, is doing her art because that's her biggest passion in life. Yeah. So to actually, like, for the last four months, I'll be downstairs working like a fiend, just just a boss down here just getting getting shit done yeah and she'll be upstairs in her bedroom she has an easel she has everything for her art studio so she's working up there she has her little uh uh google speaker going with a playlist 
And I know she's in seventh heaven when I can hear her like singing Mm. anytime since I've known her 20 plus years, anytime she's singing, like I know her like mental makeup is good. Like she's, she's just in a good place. I'm telling you, as soon as she, and she's stressed because she's like, I should be getting a job. And I keep telling her like, we're getting by right now, yeah, which is great. We're not saving anything. You know, God forbid one of us gets sick. Holy shit, we're screwed. But I was like, you've always wanted to do this your entire life, but you never thought you should, you could. And with all these health issues, I'm like, I don't know how long you're going to be on this earth. So why not do something that you're passionate about that you love? That's right. So she opened up like a Facebook business page. She, you know, opened up an Instagram and like Twitter. Uh, next year, I think she's going to do her a website, build a website to like show off her stuff and like categorize and like sell her stuff. If she, you know, gets, gets that together, that'll be next year. Nice. So I might be reaching out for some questions. I might be reaching out to Gundy for some questions too. My guess is she could just go with a out of the box thing for security, even though it's BS, but she doesn't want to code. She wants just something popped up as quickly as possible, you know, with no bells and whistles, just easy peasy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, like, honest to God, almost every day I hear her music blaring and she's just up there and I can hear her singing and oh my God, does it lift my heart? like you would not believe that's nice and i even told her i'm like dude i would much rather to be struggling like we are and like tightening the belts because that's why like when you and i talk and i'm like no i can't get showtime or no i can't get peacock plus like you know it's it's rough but we're making it work but to hear her singing up there and then like honest to god the last within the last four months since she's been doing this we've gone to see her doctors and they've been telling her for two years, you got to cut down on the stress. You got you, you have to change. And she's changed her diet. She's real like a stickler for that. And the last two visits since she's done this like change of lifestyle, mm-hmm. her, her body and her condition will never revert back to being better. Yep. Like, like her kidney levels, they'll never increase. Like the, the kidney level, like what's damaged is damaged. You can only prolong by like stopping the oxalates number from increasing. So like our hope is always to keep it the same. Like that's a victory. It'll never get better, but it can always get worse and get, you know, closer to like worse and worse kidney damage. And. I'm telling you, the last four months, we went to go see her blood doctor, her kidney doctor, like her general person. And they've all been like, don't know what you're doing. But every like marker has stayed the same. Like her blood levels haven't gotten worse. Hmm. Her kidney level hasn't gotten worse. They've all stayed the same. Where before, like me struggling, finding a job, her struggling in her previous job, just hating it, being uber stressed out. Now, all of a sudden, like the last four months of test results, everything has been the same. It isn't this wacky, like up and down BS. Cause I mean, I know I've texted you umpteen times when we're at the doctor and it's just like, Oh my God, now this happened. Oh my God, Jesus, what the hell? What's coming next? Like what's going to blindside us? I'm telling you the last four months and I, and I put it all on quality of life and 
just like relieving stressors in your life. Right. It's crazy. And she just loves like she loves doing what she's doing. Like I said, she's been singing up a storm. So roundabout way, it's great other than all of those freaking cardboard boxes. <laughs> I swear to God, I have like honest to God, I wish I was joking. I have probably and they're gigantic the size of like your television. Yeah. I must have like 30 boxes Jeez. or the size of like big picture frames, Dang. like 30 boxes that can't even fit in my recycle bin. Cause it's already full. Mm. Just like, Oh my God. Other than that, like, dude, I couldn't ask like the last four months. Couldn't ask for anything more. It's yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Dang. So, so good. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I wish my wife got a hobby. She doesn't have one? No. Other than murder podcasts. <laughs> Where's my... Matter. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, I guess her hobby is watching Breaking Bad <laughs> for the 14th time or Sons of Anna. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Hey, very exciting though. You know what, uh, you know what this week is? Uh oh. This week on Friday is the beginning of the hockey season, my friend. So, uh, so I got us, uh, I got us tickets for, uh, opening night. It's gonna be awesome. Dang, who are they against? Hell, I don't know. Uh, I think they play the team out of Charleston, the Stingrays. Interesting. Yep. Are, are they pricey tickets? Um, no, I got, uh, so I got tickets right next to the penalty box. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 45 bucks a piece. Wow, that isn't bad at all. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Is it the whole family going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is the food there? I mean, it's pretty good. Is it basic, like, sports stadium food, or do they throw... Because I've noticed whenever I go... I mean, granted, Chicago's a gigantic city. Yeah. But whenever I go to, like, one of the sporting events now, within the last, like, five years, I'd say, they've really... They haven't elevated. They have the same, like stadium food but it seems like they'll always throw in like one craft beer that isn't like budweiser miller and then they'll throw in like one thing that will be like fish tacos Mm. or these like um what was the last thing i saw like beef brisket nachos oh that's something you just don't expect Mm -hmm. do they do anything like that no i mean they have uh there's like fast food places in there Oh, okay. I mean, gotcha. there's like a couple like restaurants, but nothing fancy. All right. Yeah. Oh, I've never been that close in a hockey game. That sounds uh, awesome. Buddy, buddy. Are you right on the ice? Like, could you pound on the glass? Are you that yeah, close? Yeah, front row. Oh, my God. I've never been that close. Front row next to the penalty box. <laughs> Dude. Take a picture and send it to me. I'm, I would love to see how close you are. Hell yeah. Um, what? I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. And I like that because, I mean, hockey's dangerous. Yeah. Like, I mean, you always hear there's always a couple people a season that amateur or professional, it's like, oh, yeah, they got hit by a po- hockey puck. Oh, yeah, they're comatose or they're dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Oh dang, dude! I, so I just looked it Not up. Even baseball's that dangerous. I I just checked my uh my receipt on my email. I get a food and drink voucher with this bitch. What? What? Is it like a ten dollar value that type of thing, or I just any any food, any drink? I don't know. It doesn't say. 
It says, don't forget to pick up your food and beverage voucher from the Swamp Rabbits table outside section. Swamp Rabbits. You like that? I do like that. Um, that's because we have, uh, we have a very popular, uh, like walking trail called Swamp, um, Swamp Rabbit Trail. Dang. Yeah. You might want to check that voucher. You might have free parking. Oh, interesting. You never know. Never know. Um, no, I, actually, I'm glad that, uh, everyone's going because, um, it turns out the tickets are cheaper because I got a, a four pack. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Now, how many games, how many home games are there? Like, could you see yourself getting season tickets? Maybe not right behind the penalty box, but could you see yourself doing that? So, so, sorry. So I asked Zoe. Mm -hmm. Zoe said she wanted to go, right? So I was like, cool. I said, well, you know what? Let me see if Reagan and and Heather want to come, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which we went, Heather and I went once... I don't know, a couple of years ago, um, because the, the place she was working at, uh, was like a sponsor, right? So they had season tickets. Nice. Um, so like they gave, like everyone that worked for the company got two tickets for one of the games. Um, so we were like hanging out in the VIP booth. You know what I mean? Ooh, in the box. Yeah, in the box. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, and so. So I asked Reagan, and I was like, you want to come? She's like, hell yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't think Reagan would want to come. So I asked Heather, and she's like, yeah, let's go. I was like, sweet. Um, and so I was like, well, if we're all going to go, maybe I should get fucking VIP booth. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, dude, you can't just, like, buy the tickets. Yeah, I would think that's all corporate boxes. You have to, like, s- send an email. Like, there's oh, a brother. there's a contact form. Oh, brother. Uh, and it was the same thing with the season tickets. Cause I've been wanting to get season tickets for years and I never did. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'll get season tickets this year. And so I go, nice. I go in there and you gotta fucking fill out the form. I don't wanna fill out a fucking form. <laughs> I just wanna hit the button. You have the technology. I can buy other tickets. Why can't I buy season tickets? But don't you want season tickets? Come on. I want season fill tickets. Out the form. I do want season tickets. Um, I will say my brother-in-law, he got uh, season tickets for like three years, the for three seasons to Northwestern football. Yeah, the coolest thing because I've never been a season ticket holder. Didn't I've never known anyone who had season tickets for any sport. <laughs> but he had, like I said, for three seasons. The coolest thing was right before the tickets were released, they reach out and they're like, "Hey, do you want to increase?" the amount you're spending on season tickets. Yeah. Yes or no. If you say no, they'll still throw out, hey, we had some cancellations, which, you know, of course happens. Yeah. We had some cancellations in your price range. And then they'll send you, like, here's the section and row and seats you had last season. These just became available. And, of course, they're better. They just became available. Let us know within 48 hours or whatever. Sure. If you'd like these two tickets. Yeah. And it happened every season. And it, honest to God, we both were so looking forward to like, okay, where are they moving us? It, it became very exciting to be like, oh man, we're not, in the, <laughs> we're not in the touch, you know, we're not in the, um, behind the field goals anymore. Ooh, we're on the five yard line. And then the next season, it's like, ooh, we're on the 20 yard line. All right. Like, <laughs> Just wait for that email. Yep. Oh, it's fun. Yep. 
Yeah, I don't know how much season tickets would be because there's there's a lot of games. There's a lot of games, but I'm shocked that you could be behind a penalty box for that cheap. Oh yeah. And you'd think if if you guaranteed them two or four tickets to every home game, you'd probably get them a lot cheaper, and they'd probably find a decent ticket for you. Yeah, that's true. Because I would never think penalty behind the penalty box that close. I would never think that those tickets were available, and you just like cherry pick them. Uh, maybe I just got in early, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you did. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, I'm jealous. Yep. Um, oh. I might. Uh, I think I'm gonna go a few times this year, though. Um, so I might play around with like where we sit. because uh, uh, I I want to go Saturday too, because they play every Friday and Saturday. Um, so I want to go Saturday too. Maybe I'll get tickets for like behind the, uh, the bench. Jeez, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Oh shit, those are cheaper. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so how many home games do they, do they say on the website? Um, man, look, how can this be? These are all home games. Every game is a home game? Wild. How long is their season? It lasts through April. Oh, sheesh. It's 34 games. Oh, my God. So that so if they have – if you said every game's a home game, you're probably at least getting tickets for, I would say, on the low end. They're going to be playing at least eight games a month. Yes. Through April? Holy Christ. You are con- – <laughs> that's, oh <boy. laughs> that's a lot of hockey. All right. So let's see. 34 games. Uh, I mean, I would assume if you get season tickets, you get a little discount. So let's say 40 bucks a ticket. For sure. Dude, that's like 1300 bucks. Yeah, that's not that crazy. What a deal. I know because my brother-in-law, he's huge Notre Dame fan. Yeah. Huge. He's Irish. So I guess, you know, ah, he, yes. he's in that Venn diagram. Yes. But anywho, he used to go to a Notre Dame home games to a season and he would get two tickets each game and he said for the price of those four tickets he could go to an entire season's worth of northwestern games <laughs> for less than two games of a notre dame game i believe it and granted yeah they're are they the same no but during one of his three seasons notre dame did go there and play and he told me that he could have sold his two tickets to somebody from Notre Dame who wanted them, and he could have paid for the entire season of his Northwestern <laughs> tickets. Yeah, yeah. See, we used to go to to every opening game for Clemson, um, oh. and it was like seventy five bucks for the tickets, and they weren't even good seats. But yeah, of course. Um, but we quit going. <laughs> Well, yeah, they became a powerhouse. Yeah, there's just, well, there's just too many people, man. Yeah. Too many people. Too much craziness. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I wish, I mean, to be honest with you, like even hockey, hockey or football, just give me like a small, you know, a small, small college. I don't even need Northwestern. I'm talking like small, small, like I would watch that. I'd go to that. Mm-hmm. Just... For, you know, I, I like watching hockey and I like watching football. Oh, I love hockey. Yeah. I, I don't need Clemson football. Yeah. Like, give me, like, oh, it's the city college playing another city. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. See, I'd like to do my uh, NHL, like, season pass again, but I just don't have time to watch all those games. 
That was pretty. That's a. And I looked into that. Past, it, was, it was cheap. It was. Yeah, it was cheap. Is it like less than two hundred? Uh, for the year, yeah. Wow, because that's a lot of games, dude. I don't Holy know what Christ. it is now. I mean, this has been a couple of years since I did it. Because I got the NFL package because I missed watching football. Yeah. And the NFL package, granted, you could never watch anything live, but they had them all there the next day. Yeah. And that was. 150 or 99 dollars something like that huh but that but that's only 16 weeks granted it's a lot of games i mean the hockey season jesus age yeah yeah that's i would a think lot. that's at least twice as much as football yeah that's a lot of games yeah oh that's some good stuff yeah yeah it was cheap uh it, it might have been less than 150 for the year you know what has hockey espn plus yes I know. You know, that's part of the reason why I quit subscribing. Because they had so many games blocked out. Because they were on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We might have to talk after the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> ESPN Plus has cricket as well. So. Yes. The only problem with that, which I loved with the NFL package, I could go to anything and watch it. And... I don't think you can do that with the hockey games. Oh, like they yeah. don't, they don't hold on to them because there is a hockey, you know, that game pass, NHL game pass. Yeah. 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 So why would the NHL let you can watch it live? Yeah. But I don't know if Martin Ferretti at seven o'clock at night is ready to sit down for three hours and watch an NHL game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If I had more time. Right. Um, same with like, dude, you know, I love Aussie football. Like, yeah. If I had the time to watch the shit out of it, uh, I would. I, I almost want to go to Australia, like, just to see a fucking game live. <laughs> just to hang out with Andrew Shaw and go see a game. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. And hang out with Andrew Shaw. As long as he protects you against gigantic spiders the size of catcher mitts. Listen, I ain't worried about them spiders. Okay. I live in the South, baby. We got giant spiders here, too. <laughs> I sleep next to my wife and a gigantic spider on the other side. Yep. Well, I mean, not in the house, but outside. I got woods near my house, man. There's spiders everywhere. The bitches are yeah. big. That's why you need a compost pile over there. Uh, not so much now. They've, they've left now that it's getting colder. Um, but I had a freaking gigantic riding spider right outside my garage. Ooh, Jesus. It was freaking huge. Was it so big that it triggered the motion detector of your garage no 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 she she didn't move much okay uh but she was she was pretty giant (laughs) yeah i mean dude i'm serious it was like the size of the palm of my hand yeah it was fucking big uh god pretty though like black and yellow and green i don't know if you have you ever seen a riding spider Uh uh-uh oh man yeah you should look it up and they do they they the webs are super cool they build their web but then in the middle of the web they build like this like zigzag ladder uh-huh. and like that's where they hang out oh so it's almost like a black hole they had like hide in the middle yeah 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 exactly yeah wow crazy yeah hey can we talk about your <clears throat> your card game your mobile card game yeah Hearthstone? yeah we can talk I think about I it i brought this up i think i brought this up to you before there's some angry Play- people <laughs> playing cards playing cards yes i just Okay, my history of playing cards would buy baseball cards, football cards, and of course Star Wars cards and like other 
comic book geeky cards. Yes. Of course, you put them in your bicycle tires and hear the clickety clack going on. That's right. Of course, you have to. You trade them with friends. You do the, you know, flip at whoever wins it wins the cards, that type of thing. All good. All good. Stop playing cards. I stopped probably when Marvel got into them, that type of thing. You know, the the Greg Hild what was it, Hildegard? Yep. Yeah. Like I remember getting those and then I then I tailed off cards. Pretty hard, pretty quick. Um and I've heard of all like Hearthstone, like all of these like games that you can buy card packs for, you can spend money. The game might be free, but then you spend money to get to buy blind packs and buy blind card packs. Yep. And I'm always and I'm always like Oh my God, I can't even imagine some of these people spending all this money. Holy cow. <laughs> Fast forward. Like I, like I said, birthday coming up. Mother-in-law was wondering what she can get me. And I'm, I haven't played a version of this game probably since the 360. Mm-hmm. I purchased Madden 22. Oh. Madden, like I said, haven't played since the 360. Complete overhaul, completely different. So, so much better. Of course, as you'd expect. Tons of modes. Really fun. They have this, now they have this new, and of course, from the 360, they had the, you're a college player, and now you're going to get drafted into the NFL. And, you know, it's sort of like an RPG. And then you move up the ranks in the NFL and become better. Or you could be the owner of a franchise and you can set the price for hot dogs and drinks and you try to make money and that money you use to draft people, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's been around since, you know, a 360 version. Sure. Nothing new there. Okay. What is new? And I know it's not new to the Madden franchise. It's new to me because I haven't, like I said, I haven't picked up one of these games in eight years. They have an Madden Ultimate Team. So this is what I've always wanted with a sports game. Hmm. This is anything you're doing in any mode, you're racking up XP. That XP, once you get to certain levels, will unlock their Madden currency. So you can un, so you can buy with their currency, or of course you can go to the marketplace and spend actual money to buy even more. (laughs) This is why it reminded me of the games that you play. Uh huh. Cause I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. Like, and even when you or Julian or whoever would be like, yeah, I did spend five bucks. Yeah, I did. And some of my other buddies, yeah, 20 bucks, but you know, the game's free and I really love it. So why not give the developers money? And I'm like, what are you doing? You're just, oh my God, $20 becomes $200 after a while. Uh huh. But this freaking Madden Ultimate Team, dude. <laughs> This is, so you get blind packs. Like I said, everything earns XP. Every, all that XP goes into progress bars, which you know I love watching progress bars move. That's fun. That's awesome. Sign me up. So then all of a sudden it'll be like, Hey, you just reached level 18. That threshold will give you two of these booster pack, player booster packs. And then it gives you this gigantic, which of course, and I'm sure you completely already know where this is going. You unlock these legends pack that isn't a, cause what they actually look like are card packs that right. you'd open up. Right, 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 right. But then in this legend pack, you get, it's, it looks like a, um, DVD box set. 
like it's this big giant thing that's like boom and then it looks like all of this like lightning is coming out of it as it's breaking apart to show you the inside of it smoke comes up boom all this this pink smoke comes up and then you get served up three cards and uh and above it says pick one of the three so you can investigate and of course it's the legends of the game it's like so you have the choice junior say how Devin hester and roy williams let's say mm-hmm. so you get a flip over look at the stats look at all these numbers and the whole thing with the ultimate team is the one person you pick let's say Devin hester wide receiver then he goes into your ultimate team depth depth chart and then that depth chart you can use your ultimate team to play another friend or someone online. You can use your ultimate team against theirs. Right. Of course, you can go to the marketplace and they, and this is the thing that's a little, of course, you can, I'm sure you understand this. You see goat cards out there. And I've heard, I've listened to so many podcasts about this whole like pay to win concept. And I'm always like, oh, my God, look at these people, suckers. <laughs> They're all suckers. But everyone has learned and, like, honed this shit down. This is the first time I've ever touched, like, a pay-to-win, like, opening card pack type game. Mm-hmm. They will offer, like, spend real money, real currency. And it's not like spend real currency to get Aaron Rodgers, like this, you know, goat, goat Tom Brady, this goat player. No, no, no. You can get another big, big looking like cement packed in ultimate player pack, just like how I described with the lightning and the, the smoke. And you get a chance that one of these, by spending real money, you get a chance that one of these will have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in it. It's not like you're paying this money and you're guaranteed to get that person. Yep. It's it's all a gamble. So, of course, like me harassing you or any of my buddies, like, you're paying to win. What are you – you guys are crazy. What are you doing? You're not even guaranteed anything. Dude, I've only had this game for like three, four days. So, of course, I'm racking up, like opening up packs left and right and building up my ultimate team. I haven't even touched any of the other modes. It's only <laughs> ultimate team. And that's because every time I open up a pack of cards and they present me with all these cards, just like a regular pack of sports cards, you get like six. Every time that animation happens and I'm scouring through these cards, I am completely, my brain is completely reverted back to being seven years old and opening up card packs. (laughs) The mystery of them, the excitement of it. Looking at these people and like, ooh, I just got Devin Hester. He's a 75. I'm going to replace my previous wide receiver who was a 68. So you constantly get that drip of like, I'm making it better. I wonder what's the next card pack. I I just want to open up another card pack. And I'm telling you, thank God, my PlayStation does not actually have a credit card attached to it. (laughs) So it's that one little step of me happening to go out to a gas station or target and buy a gift card to put money into my PlayStation because honest to God, that saved me every night. I'm like, I don't have any more card packs to open up. I don't have any of these big exploding 
boxes with pink and lightning coming out of it. I go, I don't have any more. <laughs> that if I had a credit card tied to it, dude, now I can see why people are like, it's only $10 or it's only $3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's $3. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, it's like I total now it's like I can see how all of these like they just eat your brain. They just hit those receptors in your brain that's just like but don't you want to just open up one more? Don't you want to just come on? Like I've played a hundred hours of um the last Call of Duty multiplayer mm-hmm. and bought season passes for it. But that's different because all my progression, I can look down that season pass and look to see, hey, 2,000 more XP points. I'll unlock this camo or this weapon or this character. There's nothing blind there. That's all just a visual map. Mm -hmm. It's the mystery of opening up this stuff. Now I'm like, I see why Martin. When he opens up packs or like flips over the cards and gets something, <laughs> like, I see that. I see that adrenaline rush. I see it. Ah, uh, they got you. They got me. Yeah, they got you. Welcome you aboard, have sucker. I, have I even described two minutes of what of how the game is or or how it's work or how it works? No, no. It's all the it's all the ultimate team. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just stamp my forehead, sucker. What am I doing? Ah, Jesus, Nick Wetmore. Oh, I should share that animation with you. Oh my God, you'd just be like, yeah, that's exactly how Hearthstone does it, or that's exactly how Fortnite does it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm sure the process is pretty standard now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, they've nailed but now it down. I, now I see why, like, people have been like, no, you have to give us. What's the percentage of getting this uber rare card? What's the person? You have to have a certain, especially like in the EU, they say you have, like, EA has to show statistics of how, how rare is this rare card? Right, 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 right. Before it becomes gambling. Yep. Like, I told, now I totally get it because before I was like, gambling, come on, you're just open up blind packs. But I'm telling you, it's like freaking crack. I could see myself like, that's only 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you don't get the card that you're hoping to get. So it's like, well, what's another 10 bucks? Yeah. You've been God. suckered, my friend. <laughs> You've been suckered. Damn it. They Shame got me. You. They did get they you. Got the they got the claws in me. <laughs> <laughs> but is that how it is? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it is. Okay. I, uh... I I I don't get packs anymore. Like I don't buy packs anymore. Um, because I don't mean I don't know what the system is in Madden. Um, but like in Hearthstone, there's a progression chart, right? Um, through like each season, uh-huh. and uh, there's like daily and weekly rewards. So as you like do these quests, kind of if you will, right? Um, uh-huh. you you gain like experience, and when you reach certain experience levels. You're rewarded with gold usually, right? And then you can use. So, the- are these tests or whatever they are? Are they like use such and such pack 
Is it one of those like no. developers trying to have you use like we want to we want to broaden your horizon. We want to get you outside your box. So that's why we offer these different challenges. I mean, yeah, it's just like in, incentives to play, right? So like win five games and you get like 75 gold, right? Okay. Um, or like play three games as a warrior and gain 50 gold or, okay. you know, like draw 30 cards, gain a hundred gold. Um, or like, you know, there's like the main, there's like the main game mode, but then there's like, a, you know, a few other ones now. Um, you know, like when usually you play the, the regular game mode, right? Hearthstone. But then you have like battlegrounds. So like play five battlegrounds games, uh, or like, um, like come in, come in top three in battlegrounds for five games and get like 200 gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you're like, oh, well, you know, I want to farm the gold. So let me go play this game mode that I usually don't play. You see what I mean? Yeah. Will the gold. Well, and so then you can use the gold that you acquire to buy packs. There we go. Right. Okay. So, gotcha, so gotcha. you, you could spend real fiat to buy packs or you can farm the gold through quests and buy packs for free. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So, I mean, it's much easier to spend money and buy a bunch of packs. But, you know, if you're patient, you can farm gold and buy the packs for free. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's my mindset. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I've been doing for a while. I can't afford to do it. Yeah. Can't afford to spend money on it. I mean, like, I'll buy the expansions when they come out, right? So there's like three three or four a year. Um, Yeah, but those are all new hands, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They do like a hundred and I don't even know what it is, a hundred and twenty cards per expansion. Sure. Um, but when you buy the expansion, you're not buying the cards. When you buy the expansion, you get like, uh, I mean, depending on what tier you buy, you can get like fifty packs, right, or a hundred packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're still blind packs, right? So you're not guaranteed Are they to get packs of the new expansion. Of the expansion, yes. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. you could still get doubles, but you're only filling in expansion cards. Yes. Okay, so, that's good. So least. you and I mean, like you're you're guaranteed one rare card or. But that's bet. just like getting. But that's just like getting like Magic the Gathering cards when a new expansion comes out. Yes. Like you're only getting those expansion cards, but you don't know what's in those packs. Right, but the difference is with Magic, you can buy individual cards. Yes. And that's what I was going to ask you. Can you do that? No. Through Hearthstone. No, you so can, you can like, only so buy So Madden packs. is following that. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I mean, like, there's different packs, right? So, like, um, there's, like, an age, right? And uh, so, like, every year um, you have, like, your standard rotation, right? So in standard, you have, like, four or five expansions that you can use to play for that year. Right. Mm. And so then come the next year, um, you'll be able to use all the expansions that come out that year, plus like two or three from the previous year. Right. So they retire like a few expansions every year. So what happens when they retire? Then they go into wild. So in standard, you can only use like the approved expansions. In wild, you can use any card ever created. Oh, so wild is a completely separate room. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So you don't really ever have to, cause I was thinking you'd have to feed the old cards to the new cards to like build up that, those stats. So all of a sudden you just lose out on an awesome card. Right. Well, and I, I mean, I would say that standard is more popular. So what I usually do when the expansions rotate out 
and you, you get a new standard year is all the the cards that I can't play anymore mm-hmm. uh, from retired expansions. Instead of keeping them and playing wild, which I don't really like, uh, I only like playing standard. Is I just uh, I dust them, and then you can use the dust to buy individual cards with the dust. Does that mean you break them down? Yeah. Yeah, you basically, yeah, you basically sell them back to the game, right? Like, you're not actually selling them. Uh, they just disappear from your collection and you get dust in return. And then, depending. And tell you, like, how much dust you'll get for a certain card? Yes. Okay, so that isn't randomized. No, no, no. That's not randomized. Um, but it's not much, right? And, and you, you can buy cards with this dust. But not with gold, right? I would much rather you can buy them with gold. Um, because like gold is a set amount. The dust is like minuscule, right? Mm. So like you have different rarity cards, right? So a common card, you can buy a common for 40 dust, but if you disenchant it, you get five dust, hmm. right? Um, so like for cheaper cards, not that huge a deal, but like if you want to get a legendary card, right? It's 1600 dust to craft it. But you get Ooh. 400 to disenchant it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that takes a long time to finally afford that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if you have doubles, can you feed them into each other to, like, make their stats better? So if you have... Or if you have doubles, then you just have to dust it. So you're, you're, allow- you're allowed to have two cards of the same card, max, in your collection. Mm-hmm. Let, let me rephrase. You can only have two of the same card in a deck, okay? Um, so if you happen to open a pack and you get a third copy of it, um, you there's like when, in in the crafting section, there's a little button that you can choose to like disenchant any card that you have more than two copies of. Mm. But again, you're not getting much dust from disenchanting, right? Ugh. Yeah. So usually, what I end up doing is I pick like two or three classes. Um, <laughs> And only craft cards from those classes. Because if I were to craft every card for every class, it would take a shit ton of money. Oh, yeah. Right? So I pick like two or three classes. And usually it's like rough. Like for years, I played mostly Priest. Um, but Priest right now sucks. So hmm. I'm playing... I was playing mostly Warlock for a little while. And then they did like... Um, like they reweighted some of the cards. And... The cards that made Warlock really good ended up sucking after that. Um, so I basically disenchanted all my Warlock cards and uh, crafted mostly war- uh, Warrior cards. So right now I'm playing mostly Warrior. Jeez. Ah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like Madden. Yep. Except I don't think I can feed duplicates to each other. I think I just have to get rid of them. Yep. Oh, they know. They know the slow drip. Obviously. <laughs> they know how to work it. Mm-hmm. Psychology, my friend. Yes. Yep. I'm one of the people. Yep. They finally got you after all these years. You thought you Dang were safe. It. I thought John Madden would protect me. Mm-hmm. See? I need to jump on his bus and drive away. One of these days, we'll get Michael Myers to buy an NFT. Oh, no! Uh-huh. You've uh-huh. gone too far. That's a step too far. It's coming. Just you wait. It's a step too far. How dare you? Just you wait. They're going to make like a awesome Betty Boop NFT and he's going to be like, I need that. Uh, he'll, he'll get the, uh, variant NFT. That's right. The one in 25 variant. The, the one of one. 
Yes. That's right. Dang it. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Wow, three-hour episode, Nick. For Unbelievable. Sure. But now do you have to do some editing to combine one with the other? Uh, No, I'll do that tomorrow. Okay, good. Yeah, good, good. I need to get me some sleep. Hey, man, I ain't, I ain't telling you to do that now. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Let's do so. You've been listening to the Nerd Legion podcast with Nick Wetmore. You can find him on Twitter at Nick Wetmore. You can find the show at Nerd Legion. Email hello at nerdlegion.com. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.